This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Right, today is Tuesday, May 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania will hold its primary election today with several hotly contested races on the ballot. Democrats and Republicans alike will head to the ballot box to decide who will represent their parties in several races, including governor and U.S. Senate. Pennsylvanians can cast their vote in the 2022 primary election at their registered polling location from 7 a.m. until 8 p.m. People who are in in line when polls close are required to be allowed to cast their ballot. So you must be in line uh, before 8 p.m. Pennsylvania's state website has a help full search tool so people can find their local polling location. The state recommends that people voting in person should wear a mask and bring their own blue or black ink pen to limit the risk of COVID-19. Pennsylvania does not require registered voters to show identification in most cases, but anyone voting in person for the first time will need to produce identification. The state rec- recognizes several forms of ID including a driver's license, U.S. passports and student ID, student ID cards. Pennsylvania allowed early in-person voting at county election offices and other locations, but the deadline expired on May 10th. Likewise, the deadline for a voter to receive his or her mail-in ballot passed on the 10th as well. The deadline to return mail-in ballots is on election day. Mail-in ballots must be delivered by a voter to a designated county board of election drop box location or hand-delivered at the county election office. And for more information on eligibility and how to register to vote, if you are not, that can be found on the state's website. Walter Liss, one of the most significant figures in the ABC-owned television stations, station family and in 6ABC history passed away on Monday. He was 78. Mm. Liz was from Philadelphia and went to LaSalle College uh, High School. His first role for the company was with WPVI, where he worked as promotions manager. Liz co-wrote the lyrics to Move Closer to Your World, oh, wow. the Action News iconic theme song. Yeah. He was no the kidding. Paul McCartney. Of yeah. the uh, of the news crew, but there. I mean, he, I mean, he went from he was the promotions manager. Wow. He 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 wrote this, and and uh, so while he was general manager for WABC TV in New York City, Liz oversaw the development of Live with Regis and Kathy Lee, taking it into national syndication. No kidding. Yeah, in wow. 1999, he became president of ABC-owned television station, serving in that position for 10 years. Walter had a passion for local TV and believed that the commitment to the community was the most important responsibility. Wow. Conshohocken native Marie D'Alessandro honeymooned in New York City in 1952. In 2022, her granddaughter, Maddie Bill, is going wildly viral on TikTok for wearing her exact same wardrobe her, the grandmother wore. When uh, Marie returned, returned from her honeymoon, she had her outfits cleaned and she repacked the wardrobe away in the now famous green suitcase for posterity. The 91-year-old grandmother told Insider that she decided to create a fashion capsule of what she wore because it was one of her favorite memories and she wanted to preserve that. The excitement of the future ahead was what my honeymoon meant to me, she said. I guess, in a way, I wanted to save that feeling in the suitcase for my daughters and their daughters. So they've been wearing, so they wore it as no, well? No. Okay. So so this is the, the granddaughter, and she's the first to open it. Uh, so Maddie, a social media specialist in South Philadelphia, became the first to unpack the heirlooms, which hadn't been touched in seven decades. Wow. And the outfits fit like a glove. Wow. There's a dead possum in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share it with people, Bill said. I didn't oh. expect it to go to this extent, but the fact that it did is really cool because I get to share her with That's everyone. Awesome. All right, so I've never heard of saving honeymoon outfits before. You hear of the wedding dress? Yeah, I think this this is just, I don't think it's standard. It's not a thing. Yeah, this you just woman, did that. You normally yeah, save the contraception and you put that in a... <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. woman said it was such a happy... This is the rubber I use that <laughs> night. 
It's made of leather the way we used to have them made. This is such a nice story that you're ruining. No. Um, no, it's not standard. It's just something that this woman did. She was. Um, she oh. talks about her honeymoon and how special it was to her and what it meant to her. And yeah. so when she came home, she just wanted to My save it. Wife, tonight I wore a condom made out of rocks. It was painful, and I think I killed my partner. My recommendation: don't wear condoms made out of rocks. Listen, we can we can learn from yes, our former absolutely. generations. Absolutely. Why you do this? So yeah. you can right. teach those who come after you. Yeah, Marie, literally. <laughs> oh my God, Marie, who is turning ninety-two this summer, has been giddy about the response. There is a striped jacket and dress, and uh, it's what she wore to the train station from Philly to New York City on her honeymoon. Bill said she actually told me uh, that seeing me wear it brought her back in time to a special day and it makes me really happy. It helps that the granddaughter is stunningly beautiful. Yes. She too. looks like Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Well, so so was the grandmother, and the grandmother was very fashionable, which is okay. why she packed these things like away. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, is working for this granddaughter. Wow. So, uh, Maddie said she is saving the dresses for own, her own special occasions in the future and plans to pass the outfits down to her children. I, I love that. That is, yeah. uh, despite the comments, <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, yeah, it's a really great story. Yep. All right, in sports this morning. The Phillies were off last night and will be back home tonight as they open up a three-game series against the San Diego Padres. Yesterday, Major League Baseball named Bryce Harper as the National League Player of the Week. Harper hit 609 with eight runs scored, 14 hits, six doubles, three home runs, eight RBIs, and three stolen bases in six games played. In tonight's game, Zach Wheeler will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 645. In the NBA playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals begin tonight in Miami with the Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. Tip-off is scheduled for 830. The Dallas Mavericks will play the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and that series begins in California tomorrow night. In the NHL playoffs, there are two games tonight. Claude Drew and the Florida Panthers will host the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, in Game 1 at 7 o'clock. And in the Western Conference, the Colorado Avalanche will host the St. Louis Blues, and the puck for that Game 1 will drop at 9.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. We are set to go on this Tuesday. Like we said, bright sunshine, 80 degrees, and it's going to be a good day, friend. We have uh, I guess on the program. So yesterday, uh, we talked to this kid that went viral. He was a, a drummer who Pearl Jam invited to play a song. I'm actually amazed that it went as viral as it did because it blew up. There are bands that that bring musicians up quite regularly, and I don't know why this one in particular uh, did, but everybody kind of resonated with it. But there was another guy, yeah, not a 17 year old. He's a full grown adult, and he was asked to come in and play as well in Oakland. And when we spoke to the kid, Kai, yesterday, it was a bit of a, a struggle to get some words out of him because he's kind of a young, shy guy. Yes. So maybe we can get a little bit more out of this guy, Josh Arroyo, who is also called up uh, to play a couple songs. We're going to talk to him, just see what that experience is like, because these guys are living this really cool rock fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so we'll check in with uh, with him a little bit later on today and say hello and see what his experience was like. So. Uh, we have that to look forward to. Don't forget, we have a cool word of the week prize this week. Stock car racing experience, 10-mile drive for you, and a six-lap ride along for your guest at Pocono Raceway. So we'll get you closer to that. But we started yesterday the Coolest Teacher of the Year contest, and we have a winner from yesterday's uh, chosen school. 
which was the Burlington County Institute of Technology. They have two campuses, so yep. we're letting both campuses totally fair. vote. And uh, we got a lot of votes. And we found out yesterday that uh, our assistant program director, Chuck D'Amico's father, taught there for many, many years. And was he and a father was, teacher? He was a very uh, well-revered, worldly known good, good guy. guy no, right. teacher there. Yeah, yeah, ah. his, his students absolutely loved him. That's in cool. fact, I yeah. think, it, I don't know if it was teacher of the year or some sort of, of uh, recognition that he got for like 22 years straight. Wow. Like he was the cool teacher that ran that institution. I can believe that. So, yeah. yeah knowing what that, we know yeah, about Chuck. Chuck, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. All right, so we're ready to add another one to that list of cool teachers. Burlington County Institute of Technology, and we are happy to award the prize to Mrs. Lauren Gebhardt. Hey! And here is what is awesome about Mrs. Gebhardt. She is a dance instructor at Burlington County Institute of Technology. And reading about her, uh, like it was, there was no dance program before her. She came on board and like nobody wanted to do it. And once they started to realize what kind of program she was doing, now she's the coolest teacher. Well, from what I understand, she started with a thing called dance math and then broke dance dance math completely. what she did. (laughs) No, she trained at the uh, Southern New Jersey Academy of Performing Arts. She trained in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, at the Studio de Angel Bayana, the uh, Mangueira Samba School, English Folk Dance, at the Cecil Sharp House in London, England. So she's she's a a worldly known good gal. She's a real dancer. Yeah, she's a real dancer. Performed at the Philadelphia Orchestra, at the Kimmel Center, at the Kennedy Center, and touring in both Ireland and England. And she's currently a guest artist instructor at the Cooper River Ballet. Well, we've been looking for a choreographer for the River Valley Vocal Band. We have been. Yep. We might have found her. We need to move. So uh, we are happy to congratulate Mrs. Lauren Gebhardt. Please let her know, the dance instructor of the Burlington County Institute of Technology. And maybe we'll get a chance to talk to her. We always invite those who get this award to give us a call. You don't have to, but if you'd like to. Uh, we wouldn't mind catching up with you, but I think that's really awesome. And she's, there's a great story. If we do get her on, there was an article uh, written about her first uh, uh, encounters at the school, and it was tough, but she brought them around. Well, this is the first dance instructor we've ever had. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. In the years that we did, by the way, this is our 10th year. 10 years, doing man. doing the coolest teacher. And there we go with a, with a dance instructor for the first time. All right, so congratulate Ms. Lauren Gebhardt, and we are now ready to choose another school. Should we go around the room? Yes. Okay, so I did it yesterday, and we now have Casey, who is going to choose the next school, of which we'll get 24 hours worth of voting time to let us know who should win. All right, Casey. Oh, man, this thing is full. Uh, Dig into the Chinese, uh, it's the Chinese restaurant leftover box that we have, the takeout container. Okay. Who's going to be? All right, all right, wow. Uh, We've got Unionville High School in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Unionville High School in Kennett Square. Here's what you need to do. It's very, very simple. You just text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send you a voting link. So if you are a student at Unionville High School in Kennett Square, you get 24 hours to vote for who the coolest teacher of the past year has been. We will tally it up and then tomorrow morning we will announce it just like we did today. Excellent. And uh, essentially it's just a token. We give them a coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. Uh, They get recognition from the students and it's just a thank you actually to all teachers over the past year who've been doing a great job. The last one to stand in the doorway as the students are filing in, sipping out of the mug to basically say 
you're with the best. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, you're going to really appreciate this bit of uh, weird pop culture history with Unionville High School. So in 1983, <laughs> in an episode of SNL, the skit where uh, they killed Buckwheat. Yes. I remember that. Eddie Murphy played yeah. Buckwheat. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Buckwheat was killed and shot. The uh, the killer was named John David Stutz, and he went to Unionville High School. It's <laughs> 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 all, all fictional, but they based it in this on the high school in Kennett, uh, in Kennett Square. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, so let's get you guys to vote Unionville High School, and make sure you let them know in the front office, and maybe they'll make an announcement, post on social media, who knows, and make sure you get the word out, too, but just text the word TEACHER to 39333, and we will send you the voting link, and tomorrow we will award that prize. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, the stupid question. Uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, that's restarted. Oh, it's exciting. Uh, Update of that, and we'll get to more when we return. Stay down. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Paulie Shore Saturday, 9.45 p.m. at Punchline Philly. And the stupid question that I will ask is, who was the first first lady of the United States to wear pants in public? First first lady to wear pants in public. That is correct. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Who's the first first lady of the United States to wear pants in public? Huh. You know the answer. We got the prize for you. Going to go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Uh, today is Tuesday, May 17th, and we will start with a drummer's birthday today. One of the all-time greats. In fact, when we had uh, Mike Portnoy in here uh, to play with me, we were talking about you know drum battles he had done before. Yes. And the only one he ever said really schooled him one time. Yeah. This guy, Bill Bruford, ah. who played with Yes and King Crimson, Casey. We didn't play on this album. God damn it. This was Alan White who played drums. How about this one? Yes, All this right. would be Bill Bruford. Uh, but there are no drums for a good minute or so before this. What about this one? <laughs> yes. Drum, right. Drums will kick right. in a little bit quicker, right. at least in this song. But Bill Bruford is considered one of the all-time greats when it comes to especially uh, progressive rock drumming. And he was in King Crimson as well. And Genesis yes. he did a turn, too. So he's had Excellent. His, his say in these bands to do some really cool, creative, uh, experimental things with music. So Bill Bruford turned 73 years old today. I should actually, in advance with Casey, go over some of these birthdays. I literally... Go like this. I just hold the page up to him and uh, say, here's the birthdays. Take it a look. works start, better. Start pulling up music now. Mm-hmm. I like it this way. Uh, Bill is 73. We also have Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the all-time great boxers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lead singer of the band, Sugar Ray. <laughs> and an incredible boxer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, he turns uh, 66 years old today. I was dug watching him fight. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Didn't he have he... issues with his... Um, 
uh, a detached retina. I think that so. was uh, oh, that, really? that put the kibosh on his career. I think you're correct. Yeah. Uh, that was my cat's name for like a hot minute. Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray. Yeah. Oh. Um, it was the cat that I got in college that really didn't have a name. Yeah. Like we tried so many different names, but that was one of them. My Shih Tzu was named Chuck Wepner. <laughs> Did uh, was it because of the boxer or because of the band? The boxer. Really? Oh, well, my dad okay. was a boxer growing up. So oh, yeah. what was that? Was, uh, was it Slam Man? Was the thing he was promoting? Yeah, it was a workout. Yeah. Uh, dummy uh, yeah. where you would hit it these lights would light up like in the face or in the stomach or in the chest and you would hit those spots. You know what I remember about it Preston? It was a total body workout. That's what it was. He's 66 today. Uh, Craig Ferguson has a birthday as well. Very talented. Yeah, former host of uh, Late Late Show with uh, Craig Ferguson. I wonder if when James Corden leaves. I'd like for him to come back. I, I enjoyed him. As, yeah. There's really no reason for him not to have hosted the show. Yeah, yep. He turns uh, 60 years old today, so a big birthday for him. Uh, it's also Trent Reznor's birthday. Nine Inch Nails, of course. And also, uh, in the world of movies, he does soundtracks. Academy Award-winning composer. Yeah, and you know what I loved he did was the, the HBO Watchmen series. Unbelievable. He did the music for that, and it was it was perfect. It's mm-hmm. just what you wanted. So I've been uh, loving Johnny Cash over the past t- month, two months, you know, and just going back and going through his stuff. His version of Trent Reznor's Hurt yeah. is one of the most powerful songs ever Haunted. recorded. Yeah, so he's 57 today. Uh, Nikki Reed, actress, Lords of Dogtown, 13, Twilight. You know who she is? Good for you. She's yeah. 34. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Derek Hoff, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. I like him. Yep. He's been here in our studio, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy. In love with his uh, sister. Yes. Yep. Uh, he is celebrating his 37th birthday today. Uh, and then we'll round out the birthdays with a drummer on this end, too. Dave Abruzzese. That's how I've always said his name. I think that's right. Uh, and he was one of the drummers for Pearl Jam. Um, it was, uh, I think he joined right after 10 was released, right? Uh, that's correct, yeah. yeah. He was uh, touring with the band and played with them for verses, and then uh, apparently just was enjoying life a little too much. Did he play on any albums? Uh, he played on verses and uh, Vitology. Do you think if, because the way you've told, uh, and I have no reason to doubt what you're saying, is that it was in conflict sort of with the mindset of Eddie Vedder and the band that he was being a little too rock starish, A little bit, yeah. And, and do you think were it today that they would be as critical? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, there was a bit of uh, controversy when he when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few years ago. And right. so eventually they invited all the drummers, um, and, and Dave Eberjazi came as well. Uh, by the way, the band played with Dave Cruzen last night. Dave Cruzen was the drummer on 10, the record. Huh. Uh, and so, um, and, and then we have another Pearl Jam drummer on the show later today. So it's all Pearl Jam drummers all the time. I'd like yeah. to bring up Nick McElwain on drums. <laughs> it's a matter of time. He doesn't play, but he can pick it up. <laughs> I was legit thinking yesterday, <sighs> how do we get Preston to play with them in September? When okay, and, and, and game. That'd we, be awesome. We have, you know, it's funny where you, these inroads. Kevin Mano on drums. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. I'm game. Yeah, right. yeah, Work yeah. those angles, Nick. Yeah. I'm on board. I'll start rehearsing now. <laughs> the beat behind the beat. Uh, Dave is 54 today, by the way. All right, let's see if we can answer the stupid question. Who was the first lady of the United States to wear pants in public? And we will go to Alvin for the answer. Yo, Alvin, good morning. Hey. Hey, how you doing today, bro? Great, buddy. Hey, All right. So, who was the first late, first first lady of the United States to wear pants in public? Eleanor Roosevelt. You got it. Right. Hold on a moment, Alan. <laughs> We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Pauly Shore this Saturday, 945, Punchline Philly. And tickets are on sale now at punchlinephilly.com for each of Pauly's shows this weekend. Do you know those pants were Zeke Cavaricis? 
I did not know they were those. Wow, that was the origin. Yeah, the origin. Zeke yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Eleanor Roosevelt. That's not true. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to, so let's dive into this. Uh, yesterday, the jury in Johnny Depp's defamation trial against Amber Heard saw photos of Amber Heard's face following the last fight the former couple got into before divorcing. Heard also detailed how she covered up bruises on her face with makeup. Uh, the photos introduced jury on Monday uh, showed red marks and swelling on Heard's face which testified with the result of Depp throwing a phone at her. Uh, two days after this final altercation, Heard filed for divorce. Uh, she also got a temporary restraining order against the Pirates of the Caribbean actor and was photographed leaving the courthouse with a clear red mark on her right cheek. Uh, the actress also testified that she was not responsible for the fecal matter left in the <laughs> former couple's bed. Now, do we have audio of that? Who we have audio, yes. I believe that's the first clip, and then the second clip is that her talking about her makeup covering over. Oh, actually, no, we have something else. We have a safe word thing. Anyway, oh, by the right, way, yeah. she still said their teacup Yorkshire Terrier had a bowel issues ever since the dog ingested some uh-huh. of Johnny's marijuana. Oh. That's what she said. This is her talking about the fact that they had a, a safe word right, so that when to we get, use. Yeah, like when they get into And she'll explain what it was for. All right, here we yeah. go. Now, we heard an audio tape earlier during this trial in which you said the word couch repeatedly. Can you please explain to the jury what that meant? It was meant to be a safe word, like a word uh, like truce, uh, where you put down the proverbial guns and you say truce we're not fighting anymore couch was supposed to be a word that we used as a truce i don't want to fight anymore you win let's let's stop this all right so couch was their coach, word coach get coach wait coach, what are you saying coach 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 couch you're that. saying cooch? Cooch. 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 I can't get my jaws apart. All right. She also uh, talks about the makeup uh, and covering up uh, marks on her face. Here we go. I uh, am typically photographed in L.A. when I leave the house. A paparazzi type of photograph. So if I do have a bruise on my face or someplace visible, you know, the main thing, you have to ice right away to reduce swelling because no amount of makeup can, can fix swelling. And then if you want to cover up a bruise... I use a like a, a bruise kit, not a bruise kit. It's a theater makeup kit, a color correction kit. But I use I called it my bruise kit. Oh man! Well, the problem was, President, that she was actually we talked about James Corden. She was on James Corden, I think, later that night, or the she, so she had taped James Corden. So they had close up shots of her in an interview, and no. I'm not saying that, but to my eye, I could yeah. see nothing. Now, the, the, the stage makeup is thick, so you could cover yeah. over something. What do you but think about it? They, they cover up tattoos. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but... Good. swelling good. is hard to carry up. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, so. that's what she said. That's why she iced it. Um, yeah. But the cross-examination, they they went at her hard. Like, I mean, it was it was so uncomfortable. I, I watched a little dinger, bit of right? it. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, I mean... And it's hard because this woman's saying, like, he, he hit me so hard yeah. in the face, I couldn't remember what happened. And I thought he broke my nose. And, and they're going, like, really? Did he? You know, it's just, it's hard to, to listen to if it did actually happen. For I, them exactly. To say, and that's why sitting on that jury, I do not envy people who have to make uh-uh. a call with these stories he said, she said, back and forth. And they're going, ah. Your default mechanism is to go, this poor woman was brutalized. Yeah. Like, uh, but, then, but also what they did is they put a hole in her, the story that all that money she was going to donate to charity. I, I don't know if you have that in there, Preston. She has not donated. We've talked about it yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, a big From portion of it. Yeah, yeah. so I well, don't know, Yeah, man. right. From the right. settlement, the first one. Well, we'll follow along. All right, this is <clears throat> pretty heavy stuff, but it's a follow-up to a story. Dr. Strange actress Zara Pathian 
and her husband have been jailed for child sex offenses. So I mentioned this a while back. These were like, she was like a, a, a nobody character. Yeah. Uh, in the Doctor Strange movie, they, she was a, she's like a, an action uh, stunt person, uh, and she's one of the uh, she's one of the people she's behind one of the minions behind, behind the Max main, Mickelson. Yeah, Max yeah. Mickelson's character. So she didn't really have a, a big role, uh, the big you know character role, but nonetheless, uh, she uh, and her husband she was sentenced to eight years in prison, wow. while her martial arts instructor husband Victor Mark was sentenced to fourteen years at Nottingham Crown Court on Monday. The pair had been found guilty of sexually abusing a thirteen year old girl to. Together last year, while Mark was also convicted for sexually abusing a 15 year old girl on his own. Uh, the judge, Mark Watson, said that uh, Mark was the driving force behind the abuse, addressing uh, Pythian. Uh, the judge added, while you denied in cross-examination that you were besotted with Victor Mark, on the evidence I've heard, I'm in no doubt that your deviance was shaped by the influence that he had upon you from an early age. Uh, the court heard how the pair had first met. Uh, when he was her martial arts instructor before Pythium went to have a successful career in martial arts as a stunt woman and an actress. How old was she? Do they mention when they met? No, I don't. Okay. I, don't I wonder if info. she was young herself. Yeah. Well, and how old were they during the abuse? Uh, this was just uh, recently. Oh, yeah. dear God. Yeah. yeah, this was not that long ago. Uh, so... Uh, the, the victim impact statement read to the court. The teenage victim explained how she had been a, quote, cheeky and socially awkward 13-year-old who was an easy target for the couple. She said, you robbed me of my innocence, corrupted me, leaving me unable to create good and balanced mm. relationships. Uh, the abuse continued until she was 18. Uh, so she would regularly stay with the couple at their home and recalled how Pythian gave her rum and asked her if she wanted to play dares before um, they, uh, you know, violated oh. her. It was terrible. So uh, they're going to jail. Yes, for a long time. Yes, exactly. So, all right, something lighter, of course. Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker confirmed their marriage and posted black and white photos from their special day to their respective Instagram accounts on Monday. Till death do us part, they each captioned the post. I love you. Uh, The posts show the couple kissing and leaving the courthouse. I love to kiss you. Kardashian shows off her short white wedding dress and veil. As she lays in the front of a convertible in another photo, Barker looks cool as a cucumber. Oh, cool, man. And all his black ensemble and matching sunglasses. The pictures are nice. It's a classic just married sign on the back of their convertible. Another photo shows a couple standing next to Kardashian's grandmother, Mary Jo Campbell, and Barker's father, Randy Barker. Randy. Uh, so, so they have officially posted photos of all that good hey, stuff. Hey, have you seen Chloe lately? She does not look healthy. No. She no. lost a lot of weight, Case. She looks like, like just skinny, and skinny doesn't look well healthy. feel yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly will stop at nothing to express their love and for one another. On Sunday, the actress posted a series of photos to Instagram from the Billboard Music Awards, including a screenshot that shares that she cut a hole in her blue jumpsuit to have sex with Kelly. So she made like an access point. Yes. Because it was tough to get in and out of, and they're just, they're so into each other. Yeah. They had to have easy access. She wrote to her stylist, Maeve Riley, via text, was this blue outfit expensive because we just cut a hole in the crotch so we could have sex? I think you would ask that before you cut the hole, right? Riley responded, I hate you, and added three laughing emojis with, I'll fix it. So... 
Okay, cool. You know, That's they good. just can't keep their hands off. Let me ask you, Steve. on your tuxedo and on your suits, do you have a flap in the back so you can poop? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. I think anybody. I, I cut it myself with scissors. Yep. So you sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. I, mean, the, 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 I think they're just, this is obviously a, uh, a humble brag, or not even yeah. a humble brag. Yeah. I know what you're saying. We just yep. can't stop pawing each other. All right, switching gears completely. When it comes to one more match for the legendary Ric Flair, we now know when and where that be. He's 73 years old. 73. He should not be doing this. Uh, Flair will uh, wrestle one final match at the Nashville Fairgrounds on July 31st. It will be streamed live on Fight TV. The date and location. (laughs) It doesn't have the same. He just can't do the woo anymore. Uh, the date and location for Flair's last match are significant. WWE is in Nashville for SummerSlam, which will take place July 30th at Nissan Stadium. Did you, did you, did you smack me? <sighs> it's also the site for the StarCast 5 wrestling fan convention, which will take over the Nashville Fairgrounds from July 29th to 31st. With no opponent named yet for Flair, speculation is certain to center on the StarCast guest list for this year and any notable names from the Nature Boys past. He's actually pretty sharp. Like, he's got a yeah. lot of the Ric Flairness in him. Yeah. So that might be kind of interesting. Uh, the 73-year-old hasn't been seen in a professional wrestling ring for more than a decade. His most recent bout took place against Sting on a TNA Impact taping <laughs> on September 12, 2011. From the police? Yeah. yeah, there yeah. Was, uh, they were off. They had, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, old man. <laughs> 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 I said, okay, I'll beat the piss out of you, you <laughs> dummy. Flair's iconic uh, w- yeah. WWE retirement. Can you help me up on the turnbuckle? Match <laughs> Came at WrestleMania 24 in 2008 in a memorable loss to Shawn Michaels, though he returned one more time a year later and faced Randy Orton in an unsanctioned match on, match on Raw. So who is the, of this ilk, who is the greatest wrestler of that collective? Oh, man. I mean, Ric Flair is certainly way up there. Of he, that collective? He of was, that time? Yes. He was the biggest loudmouth of right. them all. But That's, is Hulk still... Yeah, yeah, right. I think so, right? Case? He's my favorite wrestler. But Hulk kind of pre—I uh, mean, uh, Rick uh, predated Hulk, yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, so I would have to go back and take a look at the names because that's when I was a kid and I liked wrestling. Ric Flair was at his right. You know, he was he was on his way up. He was he you hated his, him, his right? Guy was I hated him, <laughs> hated him with a passion. I mean, I just thought he was evil. Right. And like I've told on the air many times, it wasn't until actually just a few years ago, I was watching a highlight on YouTube of of like 20 minutes of Ric Flair freaking out. Uh And I'm like, man, I love this guy. I mean, really? Just because of how much entertainment he gave me. Macho Man Randy Savage was another one. Like, you'll see him when he joined forces with Hulk Hogan. Those guys talking with Mean Gene Okerman. Oh, my God. This dude is so high right now. (laughs) He is so hopped up on coke. And whatever else yeah. right now, it's hilarious. He, he might have been the most cut up, Raj, uh, Macho oh, yeah. Man. Like, Macho Man was in such great shape. Well, it looked well, like he was so in was great shape. So was the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, the best athlete. Because uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker could really do some pretty impressive things in the ring. Um, <laughs> but these guys, I don't know who like an actual good wrestler was. Maybe Hulk? 
You know, like as far as wrestling, uh, Hulk was yeah, just possibly. a big hulky guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily know if his technique was the best, but people say like Shawn Michaels was like probably <laughs> the best pound for pound guy. Um, Who's the gold medal winner from the Olympics that made it into WWE? Oh, uh, Mary Lou Retton. No, <laughs> Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> Kurt, Wait, uh, gold medal winner Kurt in the Angle? Olympics? Kurt Angle. Was Kurt, Kurt Angle? Angle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he won wrestling gold medal and then ended up in WWE. Okay. Well, anyhow, it's Dorothy Hamill. We're gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Uh, Ric Flair is gonna do it one Woo! more time. Yep. You're a skater. You have no reason being in the ring. Brother or sister? Uh, how about this? Uh, according to Page Six, Sarah Levy and her husband Graham Outerbridge are expecting their first baby together. This is fantastic news wow. because uh, these mean these, this couple in particular means a lot to me, and I hope to one day meet them and know who they are. Is that Eugene's daughter? Eugene's daughter yeah. from, okay. from uh, Ships oh, Creek, as yeah. we call okay. it on the air, because we can't say the other. She's word. in the uh, Capital One commercial with Eugene Levy, where he comes over and uh, yeah. talks to her about the car in the middle of the night, and that she's going to do some purchasing. Yeah, Levy posted a photo on. Instagram Monday showing, showing off her belly and she said we'll take all the salt and vinegar chips and the hottest sauce you have thanks <laughs> so that's fun by the way uh Craig Legon's weighed in on our conversation he says Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was the best wrestler of all Ricky time. Steamboat was my favorite Craig mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned I was gonna say it but I'm like nobody will remember who Ricky Steamboat was but he was uh, of that time he was the intercontinental champion and he was the he was the good guy he, no, was he, he was a good guy <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and Ric Flair was it was bad. Guy. I actually saw Ricky Steamboat wrestle Where? live in Greenwood, South Carolina, no when I was a kid at the Greenwood, South Carolina Civic Center. Wow! <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, Harley Race was there. And... His nickname was Dragon, right? Yeah. Well, Ricky the for dragon. a little while, he was the Dragon. Ricky so, the Dragon. I just knew it was think, Ricky Steamboat. I think you said Ricky the Steamboat Dragon. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I got confused. No, yeah. no Ricky, I think you said Ricky steam, the Dragon. Ricky steam the Steamboat Willie. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. first time you said it, you, you yeah. reversed them. I think. Okay. I, yeah, I think maybe. so. But I, it totally, maybe you didn't. I don't know. It totally threw me off, and I'm, my brain is melting. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else I have here for you? Uncut Gems actress Julia Fox. Oh God! Is that um, her only credit? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. She's Uncut Gems. Oh really? She's. There was a meme and a, an audio that went around for about a week, and and uh, it just became a thing where she was uh, the muse for the guy that did Uncut Gems. Okay. And then when she was talking about it on the red carpet somewhere, the way that she said it was. Well, Julia Fox on Sunday uh, was spotted grocery shopping in Hollywood wearing a bralette and briefs along with a denim jacket and denim boots. Wait, that was it? She she likes getting attention. What's a bralette, Kathy? Um, Like kind of like... uh, Spreaded bra? (laughs) No, like almost you could wear it so it can be seen. Oh. You can wear it so it can be seen. Well, oh, well, if, that's if, not the bralette I was talking about. <laughs> if we're looking at this Jesus. picture. But see, like, it's, like, decorative. Like, if you had a shirt that kind of fell over, it would be okay that you would you would see it. It's suitable for church. She likes right. going out knowing that the paparazzi is going to shoot her yeah. and making sure that her name ends up in the news and we end up talking about she it. She was just doing a good job yep. of it. Kanye's yeah. ex, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, also was uh, Kanye, she was, uh, he, he was her muse at one point. Right. She was his muse. Oh, wait, this picture over here is not what she was out in, right? It's the one up right, on the, that, the big yeah, it's screen? it's the one okay. up on our main monitor here because she's wearing the denim jacket and denim boots. So uh, a meme account posted of uh, posted a photo of Fox wearing the outfit with the long, uh, uh, along with the caption that said, when it's laundry day, but you have errands to run. Well, I'm off to the Motor Vehicle Bureau. And she shared the post to her Instagram stories on Monday writing, I just think that... If it's socially acceptable at the beach, it should be the same everywhere. I was just going to say, she looks like she's like, yeah. she has a bathing suit on. Headed to the beach, yeah. yeah. But she wasn't. She was going shopping. Oh, okay. So. I'm sorry, ma'am. This is not appropriate tire for the Lego store. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is an interesting story. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs star Mitch Marner yeah. uh, was a victim of a carjacking at gunpoint oh, yesterday in Toronto last night. Did actually. it have anything to do with them losing Game 7? I don't think so. But it, in fact, they didn't know who he was. Oh, wow. So they were just stealing his, his Range Rover. Uh, according to Toronto Police, a man that uh, turned out to be Marner was robbed of a black Range Rover by three suspects. Two of the suspects had handguns and one suspect had a knife. Sorry. Uh, they fled in the Range Rover. Yeah. Uh, the Toronto Sun reports that uh, Marner was going to a movie with a friend at a Cineplex theater when three suspects wearing masks approached him and said they wanted to take the Range Rover. Marner reportedly said, go ahead and take it. Oh, like he, Yeah, he wasn't putting up a fight. Yeah. He just said, here, take it. They did. Uh, the suspects apparently did not know the victim was Marner and were only interested in the Range Rover. Uh, according to a source, they said they were only interested in the Range Rover, which is why they quickly, which they can quickly sell out of the country. And another source tells the Toronto Sun that Marner is doing all right. I mean, that's pretty much the thing to do. If people are armed and they just do what they ask you to do. Just, it's not worth yeah. taking the risk. The only time that you consider is if they're going to move you somewhere. Right. Then that's, that's what I was, I was told anyhow, uh, when being trained that, uh, yeah, that's when you want to be concerned. But if they just want to take something, if you can give it to them, get out of the danger situation, then contact authorities and try to get your stuff yeah, back and yeah. get them busted if you can. It's a safer way. Uh, Steve, Maggie Peterson, who appeared on the Andy Griffith show, has passed away. She was uh, she passed away peacefully in her sleep with her family present, according to a statement. Uh, her health had taken a turn for the worse after the death of her husband, Gus. And their family said they were relieved that they were able to move her home to be close to family for her last days. She got her start on the small screen as Charlene Darling on the Andy Griffith Show, uh, recurring in the role over five episodes from 63 to 66, and then appeared on the popular program in 1968 as a different character named Doris, but she was a part of that family and appeared on shows like Green Acres and The Odd Couple, stuff of that time. CBS used to have all of those shows, so they had Petticoat Junction and the Beverly Hillbillies and uh, what are the other ones? Are they yeah, Green, Green Acres, Acres. Yeah, the, the rural comedies. The rural comedies, yeah. Yep, yep exactly. So, sad news. Um, I saw this was pretty cool. Uh, our first look at footage from the new Predator movie oh. called Prey has arrived, P-R-E-Y, in the form of a teaser trailer unveiling a new franchise installment unlike any that's come before. The film takes place <laughs> 300 years in the past in the world of the Comanche Nation. So this is interesting. And follows a character named Naru as uh, <laughs> the skilled warrior fights to protect her tribe from the alien predator. I'm a native Indian with the things, and the tribes, <laughs> and the invasion, and the things that we do, and the, the, ringing and the dancing, and the things, and the people, and the primitiveness. That's what we do. Uh, so, <laughs> Arnold is an Indian? Per the uh, the official synopsis, she has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains, so when danger threatens her camp, uh, she sets out to protect her people. The prey she stalks and ultimately confronts turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technically advanced arsenal, resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between two adversaries. Old one, how do we kill it? Well, you get the family it leaves, and you, go the, and you do this thing where you hold this big piece of lump up on a piece of cord, and you drop it on it, and you kill it. Uh, um, the, the, um, the concept is interesting as a reboot, yeah, yeah. Uh, because supposedly in the, in the original story, they've been coming to Earth forever yeah. to, to hunt. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so the film features a cast comprised of almost entirely of Native and First Nations talent, wow. including Amber uh, Mid-Thunder, uh, who was in Roswell and uh, The Ice Road, uh, newcomer Dakota Beavers, uh, Stormy Kip, uh, Michelle Thrush, 
and Julian Black Antelope. Do you know what uh, Schwarzenegger's Indian name is? Speaks poorly. Uh, That makes sense. Uh, Filmmaker Dan Trachtenberg is directing it, and it will be released directly to Hulu as a streaming original on August 5th. Count count me in. Nick Murphy just uh, told me that Dan Trachtenberg went to Temple. Oh, ah, was he cool. not connected to it? They, they, it was up as a graphic on the trailer that was running 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. yeah. Ah, love that movie. Yes. All right. Um, we doing clips? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing clips. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Conversations with Friends, which is based on the book of the same name, is a series about a young couple who become involved with an older couple. Mm. And in this clip, Allison Oliver talks about her character. Completely fell in love with Frances when I first read her and thought she was so, there was so much to her and so kind of guarded and complex and I, I was just so interested in kind of getting underneath that and and, um, and I think everyone behind the project I was just like admired so much. I've been a fan of Lenny's for so long. Shut the f*** Conversation with Friends is on Hulu now. Sounds exciting, dude. Here's the next clip. Uh, the sequel, Downton Abbey, A New Era, follows the luxurious lives of the Crawley family as they go on grand journey to uncover the mystery of a new villa. And they, they meet the Predator as well. In this clip, <laughs> Lady Mary, actress uh, Michelle Dockery, uh, shares why she loved having a film set within a film set. It was like double the amount of equipment and the um, double the amount of people, which was sort of really... I don't know. It, I loved it. I mean, it felt like the place sort of come, you know, really come to life. And um, there's often in the show, there's sort of more chaos below stairs. Downton Abbey, a new era is in theaters tomorrow. Extraordinary invisible creature comes <laughs> out running around and destroying things. Lasers. And, where lasers yeah. and all sorts. And the marvelous part is he collects human skulls. <laughs> They said there might be one. Have him in for tea. <laughs> have him. Yeah. Bring him in. Let's yes. meet him. Yeah. They said there might even be one more movie. Really? Oh, yeah. They said they like a crab. They said they can't do another series because everybody's too famous at this point. But that there might be another movie in the okay. making. Okay. Have you liked the movies as they've gone? You know what? I the first one I started and I I did. I liked it. I was really enjoying it. Right. Um, I think it was like over COVID. Maybe I watched it and I just never went back. So I actually never finished it. Oh. So now this one's out. I, I've got to go back finish the first. Oh, you didn't one. see the ending. No, I've heard Predator Two is actually not Maggie, bad. Maggie, come on, kill me, <laughs> you <laughs> bastard! I've rigged up this elaborate way to crush you, and you're evading me at every turn. Do you're it. ruining my tea. You've ruined my dress. You've killed one of my pomegranate. What is the puppy? The dog Pomeranian? The Pomeranian. Yes, you killed it. <laughs> Pomegranate. Pomegranate. Uh, Downton Predator or Predator Abbey, one or the other. I mean, honestly. I would love you it if they one did that. Unattractive looking species. <laughs> Could you imagine going there not having any idea that they took that insane turn oh. at some point in the movie? I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes in, you're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> what's going on here? Totally. <laughs> it would be awesome yeah. if that were to actually happen. Wow. We can only dream. All right, listen, we need to take a break, and I would like to remind you we have a winner in our first of the year, coolest teacher of the year, Burlington County Institute of Technology chose. Mrs. Lauren Gebhardt, the dance instructor and yeah. the coolest teacher. We are going to give her the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. And we have chosen another school. Casey pulled out of the hat. 
Unionville High School in Kennett Square. You guys need to vote. You have 24 hours to do that, and we want to find out who made a difference in your life as a student and a teacher is who you elect. So what you need to do is text the word teacher to 39333, and we will send you the voting link. So please do it. Let the voice be heard and let that person get that recognition. We'll take a break. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, it's Steve. It's been over two years since we had a live performance in the Preston and Steve studio. This week, that changed. We welcomed The Warning, a rockin' trio of sisters from Mexico, and damn, did they blow us away. Check out our conversation with the band and this historical performance at PrestonandSteve.com. One more time, can I get a hey? Hey! Hey! Oh, by the way, today is Tattoo Tuesday. We have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo, as we do every Tuesday. So text word tattoo to 39333. We'll uh, randomly draw a winner by the end of the show and give away a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. So get set for that. And also, I want to mention that we do have a new Daily Rush video. It's been up for um, a few days, and I failed to mention it earlier. But a couple of them, we have... The Felt Face interview. Yeah, yeah, which is fun. It's a great video. And also, we had the band The Warning uh, come by and play. And they were awesome. Uh, They played the song Money. It's a uh, three uh, sisters group. And they're from Mexico. And they rock, man. So... Watch this video now. You can follow us on Instagram for your first look at Daily Rush videos. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com. Before we stop and chat about anything, our first coolest teacher of the year is on the phone line right now and ready to speak to us about her little award that we we got her this morning. Actually, we didn't do it. Uh, The classmates at Burlington County Institute of Technology have voted the coolest teacher of the year, and it is Mrs. Lauren Gebhardt. She's on the phone right now. Lauren, good morning. Good morning. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, So, listen, we found out that you are a dance instructor at Burlington County Institute of Technology. And was I correct when I said on the air earlier you were the first of the dance instructors there at the school? Yes, I was the first, and I'm still the only dance instructor. First and only. It's amazing. Wow. And how long have you been at the school? Uh, this is my 14th year teaching. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Nice. And I, I read an article from 2017 that explains that it was kind of hard initially to get the kids interested in a dance program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was hired to fulfill some general ed requirements. So everyone had to take my dance class for graduation requirements. <laughs> and the first day they came in for class, they thought they were going to go play basketball in the gym. They did not know that they were taking dance class and they didn't take too kindly of it. And some expletives were yelled at me, and I was told they weren't taking my dance class. Um, but they came around, and we all danced, and by the end of the year, everyone was loving dance class. Well, that you know, when was I was good. in school, and I'm thinking, Preston, you had the same thing, you know, years ago. They made us do square dancing, and yep. I think they made us do a little bit of ballroom dancing. I think it was as much for um, just, you know, regular moving around as social skills. Is, is that kind of the crux of it? So when I started teaching, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was doing a little bit of that, but now I teach. We have a full-blown performing arts academy, so I teach students who want to pursue careers in the performing arts. So they they audition to get in, and we study ballet and things all day long. Cool. That's awesome. That's great. And uh, so they eventually came around, and now it seems like that's like the popular class to take. 
uh, you clearly are uh, loved by the students and they voted for you. So you got to feel pretty satisfied in that. Yes, I have. I'm very lucky to have a job where I get to teach a bunch of kids who are passionate about something that I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Definitely makes going to work every day a lot of fun. Awesome. That that is excellent. Well, this is just a a small token of appreciation. Uh, It's on behalf of of the students of Burlington County Institute of Technology for you. So we are going to give you the official Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug, Lauren. Very cool. Thank you. Yes, congratulations. uh, And we'll make sure that you get that and, and display it proudly, please. Of course. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Let's hear for Lauren, everybody. Mrs. Lauren Gebhardt, coolest teacher of the year, and we have now chosen a new school that gets to vote, and that is Unionville High School in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. So all you have to do if you're a student there is text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link, and whoever it was that made a difference, uh, vote for them, and cool. tomorrow morning we'll uh, we'll have ourselves a winner. So uh, I wanted to go back to the story that Kathy had in the news, and it was a uh, a woman a local gal who uh, has gone viral because her was her grandmother. Yep. So her grandmother was from Conshohocken, uh, and her grandfather was from Ambler. Um, they met and they got married. I forget what year they were married. Uh, 1952. They were married, um, and they went from Philadelphia to New York City for their honeymoon. And the grandmother um, took all of the outfits that she wore on her honeymoon. The woman was a, she was a stylish woman. She took all of her outfits. She had them clean and she packed them away in this green suitcase. And she wanted to pass them down. So she passed them down to her children, her daughter, um, who went to PW, lived in. Um, Conchahawken as well, passed it down to her. That woman never opened the suitcase. She passed it down to her granddaughter, uh, who also, I believe, grew up in Conchahawken, now lives in Philadelphia somewhere, um, and she opened it. And she started trying the outfits on, and they were very stylish. They fit her, and she started posting videos of her taking the outfits out of the suitcase and trying them on, and you know how great they were, and started telling the story about her grandmother. They look like it, they look like viral. like new clothing. I mean, they, they look like. Yeah, most of it's you, pretty good. You would good. not say, oh, she's wearing, you would just think it's high fashion, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's still the, the actual, the fashion of these, besides just the condition of the wardrobe. Yeah. It's, uh, it looks, you could wear it and, and be stylish. Yeah, in it. she looks great. I mean, there's one vintage dress in there. It's like, it looks like it's maybe a cream dress and um, she looks absolutely beautiful on it. Okay. I mean, it's something you, <laughs> you I love this story. My grandmother left me clothes for me to wear. Oh, did she? <laughs> they're these super big baggy panties that I yeah. love wearing. <laughs> uh, and they're it's just wonderful. Just for, you, you know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of room in there. Yeah, and I, I always breathe. Think, think of gum yeah. gum whenever I put them on. Do you? Yeah. That's awful sweet. Uh, and the woman's name was Marie D'Alessandro. That was the grandmother. Um, and then the uh, granddaughter who has the suitcase and all of the clothes now is Maddie Bill. Maddie Bill. I love I love that notion of of leaving something or having something that is that means something to your family line, your your lineage. Again, I was I told you recently about it's not the exactly the same. My dad recorded a journal of right his memories, and I have that now, which is an amazing thing. And and uh, I have some things that he's you know left behind over the years, but you know to have something like this. You know, Preston, you had, have your parents, are, are you left something that you have to, have an armoire, it's, it's right? an armoire that you hate, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but, but there's other things, there's, right. there's stuff that I've been given, smaller mementos and, and right. stuff like that, my dad gave me some old golf clubs of his, and I, I his putter I went and got refurbished and, and oh, done, are you, are you holding yeah, yeah. on to them as just, um, 
as just a collection, or do you play with them ever? I, I don't play with them, but um, I, you know what? I've thought about taking that putter out and, and using it a little bit. It's a wooden head, which is very rare. The golf clubs you could actually somehow, like... Um, Used as a decoration of sorts. Yes, that too. So yeah. I have some vintage clubs. I don't have them hang them up on the walls, but I've thought about doing that. But there's a few things. I mean, and there there are some. There, my my wife has a bunch of stuff, uh, and and I think they're in like containers that never get open and so on. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to what's in there. Well, that's what's interesting about this <clears throat> is that um, this suitcase hasn't been open for 70 years. Yeah. So they didn't know what they really didn't know what was in it. It was a they sandwich cl- in there. They knew oh. it was clothes, and that we was used, it. We used to have this old trunk. At my house when I was a kid growing up, and there was oh. stuff in there, and it never got opened. And I, I would, how, how did that happen? I with was kids in the house, fascinated with that. It had a lock on it, oh. you know. So, um, but yeah, it, and and I'm curious if anybody who's listening has had something that's been shut up for or closed or locked or whatever for yeah. a long time, and eventually get to it and open it up and and see what was in there or maybe they've left you some clothes that you've put on and tried and worn and I mean wedding dresses are the big thing does anybody do that that was always my understanding that you leave the the wedding dress in yeah. hopes that if it's a good obviously wedding dress in hopes that that your your daughter would wear it or well, not on, no you wouldn't want to do that not that your daughter your daughter wants to wear what she wants to wear what I have heard with that with the wedding dresses uh, refurbishing it into the baptism gown, right? Um, well, yeah, for... that's what they, but that was the reason. The reason to keep it was that was the original reason was that your rework daughter... it into, into the into the. Well, no, it was that your daughter was going to wear? Okay, it. So that, that was, yeah. But but like Casey Casey said, people, you know, y- your daughter's going to want to wear what she wants to wear, so it'll be used for you know does, for christening or. Does your mom have her still have her my, wedding so gown? We used to play with my mother's wedding dress. Oh, it was man. part of my dress-up toys. Oh, I have wow. pictures of me <laughs> in my mom's wedding dress as a kid playing uh, wedding. And, that was, and she was cool with that? That's she, what it was for? My, yeah, My mom was like, well, sure, whatever. We we also had a bedroom where we wrote all over the walls because she was like, yeah, that's the fun room. They can do whatever they want. Wow. Took like seven coats of paint for my dad to cover. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this was me uh, growing up. I used to shop in my grandmother's closet. I still have purses, like really cool um, vintage, like 19 1940s purses um, that are like plastic and and leopard. Lots of old medication. Yeah, you ever bust one out and like use it all the time? Really? In fact, I used them a lot when I was younger, and now I take more better care of it. Um, But I also a bunch of years ago um, asked my mom to stop buying me birthday gifts and instead give me like a piece of jewelry from her collection or like her mom's collection. That's awesome. So instead of inheriting all of the, instead of inheriting the jewelry and not knowing the story, she'll tell me the story as she gives me a piece. So for my birthday and Christmas, she'll just gift me a piece of something from the family lineage. Well, since that's the understanding, can you just, will you just take things? You know, yeah, just go and start (laughs) taking them. Yeah, wait, let me go shopping. See, my mom was like me. We don't have anything like that because she throws everything out. I swear to God, she throws everything out. Like, that's She's, where you get it. That's where okay. I get it from. My mom okay. probably has some to share because she has so much. I also have like like that storage unit, this like famed Magnata storage unit at this point. It's full of like glassware from my grandparents and all sorts of stuff. Like we kept everything. Okay. And do you go in and you change out? You could go in and change out some of your current stuff or older stuff. I and, should. You know, yeah. I should. And in fact, um, I kept a whole bunch of like my mom's like 1970s dresses because all that stuff comes back. Like yeah. it's kind of like I look at it like Jenny and Forrest Gump, like uh, that 70s like sexy. Yeah. Seriously, these mom, are sexy no, dresses. No, you're mom, right. You were Jenny and Dad. You were Forrest Gump. <laughs> you should wear it. Yeah, what, it what do you mean by that? <laughs> you should wear one of them. Do they fit you? 
Uh, I don't remember. I put on my mom's wedding dress when we did the um, wedding <laughs> oh, here. You did? Yeah, my mom actually came in and brought it. It didn't fit me. She uh, was skinnier than me then. Oh, oh I have to tell you about that. <laughs> this Thanks. is my daughter, Marissa. <laughs> is she mine? Uh, <laughs> uh, let me go to some calls. I have uh, Eve on the line. Hey, Eve, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Eve? So my when my grandmother passed away, she I was going through her wardrobe and I found this leather pleather dress. I couldn't believe that she was wearing this. That it was just like oh wow. So I tried it on and it fit me, but the the hemline was so short that I literally had to take it down. Wow. <laughs> so Eve, your 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 I mom felt uncomfortable. <laughs> your grandmother was wearing a dress like that, huh? Well, a leather, it was pleather leather, but yes, but I'm like, I don't know why she was wearing this. I don't want to know. I do not want to know the history as like Marissa does. Yeah, but why, why would you have a dress that's both pleather and leather, right? Yes, yeah, so it's a pleather leather dress. So okay. I, I can no longer fit into it, but my friend wore it for a Halloween costume, and I had one as years ago. I wore it also, but I've had it for a very long time, and I'm just like, at this point, I just keep it because it's. Just nostalgic. Uh, I'm just like, that's hilarious. I used to it's wear my a grandma's hooking yeah. dress. Hey, hey, I got scored a lot of. <laughs> can't say it. All right. I scored a lot of dog in that one. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I used to wear a shirt that my dad had purchased about the time I was born. This, this shirt Dang. held up like nobody's business. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I was like, what is this? What's incredible fabric? It was just regular shirt, right. but it just held up. And uh, that eventually ended after a while, but but it was pretty amazing. My best friend, Steve, uh, I gave him, 25 years ago, I gave him a uh, Flyers sweatshirt. It was when I first moved ah. to Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, so I guess it's like 27 years old now. And I had given that to him as a birthday gift, and he still wears it. It has... Holes oh, all over it, yeah. Oh, and he wow. still wears it. Like when he was in town recently, brought it with him. Has mm-hmm. there ever been on the converse side of it? Has there? Do, do fathers don't hold? I mean, a tuxedo's a tuxedo, right? For the most, no, for the most like, part. But, but I would say like watches. Like there are some okay, old yeah, watches that, that have been sense. passed down in my family. With yeah. the purpose, and is it ever? Passed down with? Would you wear this as uh, for the wedding, or would you wear Ish. this as oh, like cufflinks or something? Yeah. No, I think like well, at least uh, my brother got a watch that was you know my uncle's when he passed away. So when you, you know. wear gr- grandma's slutty dress, I'll put this on. <laughs> Hang on, let me. Here's one I've never heard of. Let me go to Tim. Hey Tim, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Tim? So my uh, my grandfather lost his leg in in World War Two, and. Uh, Apparently, my grandmother decided to keep it and his, uh, his prosthetic. It was up in her attic. When she passed away, my dad took it, and I now uh, now own it. You own, it's yours. You own <laughs> your grandfather's prosthetic leg. I do. I've, I've thought about either turning it into a lamp or using it as a fancy football trophy. Dude, oh. if you turn it into a lamp, <laughs> you got to do that. That'd be so awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah. Leg lamp, yeah. uh, it, or or you can make it into a uh, like a, a a mug or something like that, like a big ass yeah drinking you know hold it by the ankle mug. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I should do. I'll hollow it out oh, like a like a stein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of when when your dad gave it to you. Where you're like, thanks, dad, or. <laughs> 
my my dad passed away in 2020, and it was in his bedroom under his bed. Wow. Okay. So you just it just fell into. Sorry, I want okay. you to have something. This is yeah. my dad's That's penile funny. implant. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Oh, by the way. Oh, I have a story. I didn't. I didn't even bring this up recently. So my my wife's uh, grandmother passed away not that long ago, um, and unbeknownst to me. A few things made it into our possession. Oh, uh, what'd you get? Well, a, a couple of chairs. We don't need furniture. We have enough furniture. Do you like this chair? The chairs are okay. I was actually, when I heard that the chairs were coming, I was like, no. Each chair has the face of one of the Osmonds on it. But they're not bad. <laughs> but what I did, what we did end up getting, mm-hmm. and I can't believe these are going to be hanging on our walls. Oh, you showed me this. Did I show you the yeah, picture? Yeah, show me. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, so some, like her great-great-grandmother. Yeah, okay, here we go. And I put my hand in this for perspective on size, Steve. And those of you at home, you're not going to get to see this. Hold but, it up to the, yeah, uh, the YouTube stream. Can see I'll, it. I'll hold it up to the camera, but... <laughs> what the hell is that? Who is that? Here, look. That's the great-great-great-grandmother. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> gorgeous. You know what I heard? I heard that uh, Caroline once said in her room. I don't know if she told that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to hold this up to the camera. I'll, let me let me zoom in. So, and even um, that, when you showed me that, even that oval frame is so vintage. Like that's I remember that hanging in my. I bet house. you when she would walk by, people would go look at the neck on that. No, one. here here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking at some point in the middle of the night, this entity yes come to life, <laughs> yes. crawl out of the wall, and stand over my bed while I'm sleeping. Yes. Watch you. We consign you to hell, witch. <laughs> she won't hurt you. She's just gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna send this to Marissa so she can post I it. Pass on the curse. Are you sure? Is your wife gonna be mad? I don't know. I might get in trouble for uh, that. Yeah. You know what? That'll be nice. As far something. as pictures are, uh, that the frame and everything is is. Properly antique looking. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, my brother's wife is from Greece and they have a house over there. So they go and visit and it has all pictures like that, Preston, of, of her family from, you know, years and years and years ago. That is, that's kind of cool in it's a way. Cool. I, I, I do understand why people find it creepy because in so many horror movies, it's those pictures that come to life. But Steve, my brother was looking at a picture and he said, oh, who was this man? Do you guys know where he falls in the and uh, my <laughs> his mother-in-law looked at him and she went, uh, that's a woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That was my grandmother. Mm. Do you have a picture of Janis Joplin up in your house? <laughs> yes, I do. Framed picture, oval frame. Hey, I'm going to go to Sue. Hey, Sue, good morning. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, good. What's up, Sue? Well, um, we do, I don't know if I know her per se, but we do know Maddie Bill. I woke up hearing this and I'm going, wait a minute, I know that name. I took that kid in carpool somewhere. Uh, So I ran and woke up my daughter, who's 21, and she's like, no, I don't know her. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Then I texted my other daughter and said, yeah, she was my friend in high school. I'm like, okay, not going crazy. But um, besides that... I wore my mother's um, my mother's dress that she bought to go on her honeymoon oh. for my engagement picture back oh, in cool. 1992. So, do you believe the honeymoon um, clothing thing is a thing? I don't know. I just always thought the dress was pretty and I could fit into it. So I'm like, oh, would this mean something to you, Mom? And she's like, oh, yeah. And that's back in the time when you got the professional picture and it went in the paper. Uh. 
So I wore that. I wore that. And then my dad always had this. Um, he got these two Hawaiian shirts when he went on his honeymoon. One he wore to death, and we saw, like, uh, he only put on a bathing suit once a year when we went to the shore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this is my tried and true. <laughs> so we're like, it's 50 years old. Put it away. <laughs> right. But he had another shirt that was red, and we never really saw that. When he passed away, I gave it to my son, who's now 25. He wears that when we go to um, luau's and stuff like that. And he's like, this shirt is so thick, and I am so hot because it's usually 95 degrees. And he goes, this shirt will live for infamy. But he's wearing it now, so he's like the same size my dad was. It's just really nice that we say, dad's still here. Yeah. You know what she she brings up, I love that. Preston, the thing about the official announcement, announcements in paper, Mm -hmm. getting a picture, that that used to be a thing where there'd be a wedding announcement. Does that even happen anymore? It's a good question. Uh, Where you would you would make an official? It depends on like the uh, societal level of the couple because sometimes you know it's like it's still a privilege to have that happen and say in like the New York Times if if you're high society and there there's an entire wedding announcement page. Look here, Hunji Lauer. (laughs) No, but like every Sunday, if you get your name in the New York Times wedding announcements, it's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go next to Laura with an interesting story. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, we want to hear your story. What's up? (laughs) Um, So my mother-in-law passed away in 2017, um, but before she died, she um, showed us that she had a trunk in her room Mm. with a sailboat painted on it, and she was always like, well, if I die, look in the trunk. And we were like, oh, stop, you know, because she was in her 60s and um, whatever. So... uh, after she passed away, we went and unlocked the, the sailboat trunk, and on the very top page was, like, a very, like, somber letter. Like, if you're reading this, this means I have passed away. Um, wow. <clears throat> but she was updating it, like, regularly, like a journal. Oh, wow. So, like, um, basically, like, if I die, t- if I die tomorrow, your Easter presents are under my office desk. Oh, my and God. Yes. So she wound up passing away before in April. And so we opened this letter when, when we got home and we, it was like a, almost like a scavenger hunt, which was like very strange, but yeah. she was like, um, I left a diamond ring for Laura wow. um, in my top drawer of this place. Um, and then we found Easter gifts for our children under her desk. It was like That's it was like she kept updating it. It was very bizarre. Well, she sort of That's lived cool. on after, which is kind of cool. I love that yeah. idea. I love yeah. that idea of hiding some things around the home and leaving a note in the case that something <laughs> happens. You can sort of yes. impromptu do that by going to a cemetery and start grave robbing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. If yeah. you have a good, like a shovel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yes. She also left, like, very important information. My my husband was an only child, so, like, insurance documents and... Um, Different accounts and passwords oh. and things. Oh, like that. that's a wonderful so. thing because you know, you know uh, what happens, Laura, is that people get somebody passes away, they don't know where the documentation is, they don't know where anything pertaining to their life is, and they create a, yep. a, a whole bunch of work for the people who are surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's yep. that's so. great that she did that. Uh, my husband, after after that, I said, you need to leave something for me because he handles all the finances. So he started um, a document of everything that I would. You know, we're in our thirties, but still, yeah. like. 
it, it kind of taught us a lesson. Like, no, yeah. Could happen anytime. Good yeah. Interesting. Yeah, All right, thanks, cool. Laura. Appreciate it. Have a great I day. If we were talking about it or whatever, but somebody had recommended that a, a great idea is to take all that stuff, make copies of it. And then rent a uh, safety deposit box, and then oh. throw it away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you meant make copies and then get rid of it. No, make yeah, copies. Then you eat it, so the the Russians can't get the information. In a safety deposit box, oh, commit God. it to memory, and then eat it in case your house burns down or something like that. Where are Easter presents? <laughs> where is the Easter? Basket? Here's where they are. Now eat the paper. Uh, let's see. I have uh, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, what's Sorry up? Sorry about you at work. It's okay. What's up? <laughs> um, so my dad had this three-quarter length, like, Phillies T-shirt for years. Like, he, I think he got it back in the 80s. Um, so when he passed away in 96, you know, I took the shirt, um, wore it for a long time off and on, and then I couldn't wear it out because, like you said about the Flyers shirt, got a whole bunch of holes in it. But I wouldn't get rid of it. I used to wear it as a bed shirt. Um, and then when it got to the point where it just was falling apart, my husband took it to his mom. She loves to sew. She actually made me two things from that shirt. She made me a little pillow for my bed, kind of like the logo of the Phillies. And then the following year for Christmas, she made me a teddy bear with, like, the remainder of the back of the shirt and the sleeves. I love um, it. I love it. So I still have, like, that part of him without having to worry about like, not being able to wear the shirt. That's I did cool. something very I similar. I did uh, you, something very similar. I took all of my dad's old T-shirts and uh, sweatshirts, and I had them made into, uh, like, quilts. And oh, I yeah, gave yeah. them all to, like, my siblings and my mom for How are the great. quality yeah. of those? I've yeah. seen that done before, and I have a lot of great shirts, but they're just taking up room, and they're ones that mean something to me, yeah, and I don't it, want to just throw them away. It's you know? great. Uh, so mm. we it's had, decent quality? Yeah. It's the, so you have the, the shirt is on the, the top side of the blanket, and then on the bottom side is whatever sort of uh, material, you know, however thick you want the blanket to be. So, <laughs> Preston, you yeah, have all those golden G-string T-shirts. <laughs> yes. Uh, the awards. Oh, from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, the... Uh, What's the Delilah's. Name? Delilah's. Yes, yes. Delilah's. And the wanna, Diamond G String and the uh, Entertainer of the Year. Right. And yes. you want to com- you want to keep those. Well, do some of those. Preston, it depends on who you go to. Okay. You know what I mean? They'll line it on the inside, like Casey said, to make it like you know, a warm blanket if you want. So you just it just has to be done, um, you know, with quality. Make, make sure make sure you've had it because I yeah. have a I have a pillowcase that's made out of my grandfather's torso skin. Oh my god! And, and um, it's, oh, that's probably oh, hot. Those are expensive summer. though, right? Yeah. When you get the the blanket, oh, yeah. son. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Is it because if like I I'm thinking it's along the lines of when you have a picture frame that they they take you to the cleaners on that. This was also what seven years ago, eight years ago, and I had five or four or five blankets made. Okay, uh, right. so it was hundreds of dollars. Yeah, um, but you know what? To have it that way, mm-hmm. something yeah, instead of just it. sitting in a box. Yeah, where you're and it was totally. done yeah. by somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, do you um, guys have any sort of thing like like a like a like a capsule or like anything <laughs> like, like a trunk? Like your oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, I well, you, nothing, you mentioned the one. Nothing that's under lock and key or right. anything like that. But I save things. All my kids have their own bin where I've just taken this and that and right. put it in there just as a little keepsake. And eventually. I'll go through and Shoot. and clean it out and get rid of some of that stuff and keep the things that are really important. Right. But yeah, I, I keep all that stuff. My dad, dad found it. an entire. <laughs> uh, my dad found an entire box of um, uh, film from his childhood the other day, and and well, I thought I burned that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like stuff from his family growing oh. up, like uh, um, was it's not Super Eight, pro, like prior to Super Eight or eight, whatever, regular Eight. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. we were we were talking about it this weekend, Steve, and trying to figure out like what the best form. I, I guess maybe transferred to DVD or whatever, but like uh, it's stuff from his 
childhood, and I, I he hasn't seen it in probably wow. since Yeah, get it years. digitally transferred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it'll deteriorate. Exactly, time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? So I have VHS, VHS tapes and then those little VHS tapes that were, like, yeah. popular for oh, a hot yeah. minute, and I those deteriorate, too, and I... Do they still fit? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no I, but I desperately want the um, video off of them. Anyway, there's um, that legacy box. Yes. I, I mean, but, like, you, you put them in a box and you send it away, so you're really hoping that they do a good job and bring it. Anyway, if anybody has used that, let me know because I want to know if it's um, if it's a good company. Well, it's like my dad recorded everything on the Sony, you know, recorder, this device. And, and so I, I said, Dad, send it, but insure it out. The, I mean, even if you were to lose it, it would still suck. But I said, T- make sure yeah. you send it with every possible priority that you possibly can. And it, it made it to me. And, and so we're, we're good. But, yeah, you get worried of like, wait a second. I know. I prize this stuff. If I send it away, I mean, it yeah. seems good. Like they they they'll do all of your stuff. So they're like, right. we send you the box. You put everything in the box. So now right. I'm like, okay, well now I'm sending everything <sighs> right. that I wanted. Yeah, we lost it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, interesting. Uh, and I'm sorry I didn't get to get to all these calls, but we have uh, people loaded up on the phone lines. We have to take a break. Uh, but uh, thank you for chiming in. And, uh, yeah, it was a local gal, uh, Maddie Bell. Lovely young girl, by the way. Lovely young girl. She, she kind of reminds me of uh, Vanessa Hodgins. Yes. Of course, you remember her from a high school musical. That is right, Looks yes. very similar. She apparently had the clothes still fit present from her uh, grandmother. That is correct, yes. And she said, all in Conshohocken, which is where Kathy claims to live. <laughs> we think it's probably Plymouth meeting. Right. Where is it? Upper Plymouth Township or something like no, that? No, I live in Conshohocken, right. but it's Plymouth Township. It's not the borough. Okay. We'll have to have a rock star. Rob drive by. He lives near it. He does drive by. We need to take a break. But thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget Tattoos Day. Chance for you to impress and see tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text word uh, tattoo to 39333. B-Files coming up next. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, speaking of MMRBQ, which I did before Kathy did the traffic, uh, we have an announcement to make in just a little while. We're going to do the Bizarre File, then we're going to take a break, and then when we return, we are going to reveal the 10 singers that are going to be on stage, the Preston and Steve side stage for our live band karaoke with the band Sidearm. Pretty cool. Yep, gone through the submissions. The selection process has been made, and we will find out who they are in a little while. But in the meantime, we got Starhead. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Pella. Your journey to upgrade to Pella windows and doors is easy, and for a limited time, you can get 50% off installation. Call 877-98-PELLA or visit Pella Philly. Dot com. Sometimes it's the first line of a story that grabs you. Yeah. And in this case, it's this one. A woman accused of cutting off her husband's testicles with a chainsaw and oh. cooking them on oh. the oven. Oh, my God. Has been arrested on suspicion of his murder. Oh, 
my boss. Would you use a crock pot? Yeah, yeah. Would you use a crock pot? I think, right? Slow cooker. Yeah, yeah. It can be a little chewy. Tender. But also a chainsaw. I mean, that is a that's a really small area. I probably would have gone with like garden shears or something. Maybe. Maybe he's blessed in the sack department. Well, Teresa Parrick has her own style. It's believed she had drugged her 42-year-old, I believe, husband. Yeah, uh, Sergeant Parrick before stabbing him, cutting him into pieces, and boiling his remains in a huge pan. So she wanted to do him harm. The horrific slaying reportedly took place at the family home in Serbia. Uh, Teresa's horrified teenage daughter is said to have witnessed the gruesome killing. Oh, my God. You guys. Uh, The teen, a child from Teresa's previous marriage and identified only as D. Lige, uh, revealed that uh, her drugged stepdad had woken up while he was being stabbed, oh my but God. as he crawled into the sitting room, her mother continued to hack at him with her knife. The Jeez. teen then ran to get her brother, but she said uh, she then heard the noise of a chainsaw coming from inside the home. Uh, the children were only let back in when they threatened to call the police. This is when they saw a surgeon's mutilated corpse sprawled on the floor. So she was afraid about the police, right? Uh, the teen said that her mom <laughs> had already told her that she wanted to kill her husband despite her pleas not to. Uh, both she and neighbors reported that the couple often fought, often due to jealousy and surgeon's alleged laziness. Never fight a woman who keeps a chainsaw in the house. In one recent incident, Teresa allegedly set fire to the bed where her husband was sleeping. Uh, the couple She's had, a handful. Uh, reportedly been together for two years, during which surgeon spent a month in custody after Teresa reported him to the police. Was he abusive? Surgeon was reportedly banned from approaching his wife at the time of the incident. However, both had chosen to ignore the legal order. Uh, locals reported the couple would frequently separate and then get back together. Teresa said uh, said, uh, four children from four different marriages, none of them are his. So I don't know. You know, I mean, both were reportedly on medication for unspecified mental problems with the neighbor alleging that Teresa also used drugs. Sorry about using a nail gun on your nutsack. Yeah, so I I don't know if if, uh, there was abuse on both sides or not. I mean, that is a brutal attack. All right, something a little lighter than that. Uh, it seems that pilots can lock themselves out of a cockpit, which requires some uh, requires entering an aircraft much like you to enter your home if you forgot a key, and that's through a window. So for a pair of Delta pilots, it involves some crawling to reach the 737 flight deck. A rather hilarious video has emerged of a Delta pilot using a luggage conveyor belt to enter the window of a Boeing 737. As the pilot struggles to enter head first, his co-pilot gives him a helping hand, eventually pushing him in through the window and then guiding his legs to get him fully so inside. We assume they're not in flight at this point. They are not. No. It is it is uh, at the gate. And but they had to bring out the luggage truck yeah. to the window. Yeah, to go up to the window. I don't know how they opened the window either. But Who confidently boarded that flight? The question is, why was it necessary? If you've ever taken a close look at onboard entrance to the flight deck, there's a numerical keypad in which yeah. the pilots can input a code to enter the flight deck. Uh, apparently, if power to the plane is shut off... The keypad would also likely not be functional, and if the plane was fully shut down and external power turned off in the cockpit, uh, the cockpit door was closed, you might get locked out. So they think that that may have been what happened. There are some systems that can be powered on from a switch outside of the cockpit, uh, but we're not sure if a door is one of them, but they actually had to do that. It's pretty funny. An Ohio man who reported his truck stolen on Monday was arrested after authorities learned... He stole the truck five days earlier in uh-huh. Delaware County. Oh my God. 
Police said 36-year-old Brett Red reported his truck was stolen by his passenger from a gas station. Police were able to catch up to the truck, and the suspect identified as David Harrison ran from the vehicle. He was later arrested in a nearby residential neighborhood. Police later learned that the truck was originally stolen by Red, who had reported this stolen on May 4th. Uh, the vehicle was taken from a landscaping company. Both men have been charged with receiving stolen property. So essentially, they stole a truck. It was stolen from them, so they reported it stolen, and it got back that they stole it in the first place. Right. They really thought that one out. Wow. In Florida, a long-awaited murder trial is set to begin for a man accused of killing his roommate and dismembering his body. Oh, this is the second story here. Wow. Chainsaw to the nuts, or did he do a different method? No, he did a different one. And by the way, friends say the victim, 56-year-old Stephen Perry... Uh, who was a From journey? No, but he was a well-known cartoon writer for the show Thundercats. Oh my God! Had fallen on hard times when he moved in with the defendant James Davis. Uh, it's been 12 years since Perry vanished from his home that he shared with Davis in July 2010. Two months after Perry was reported missing, Davis, who is now 56, was charged with killing him. Neighbors at the time didn't know Perry well, but say that they were unnerved by there was a cr- with a crime scene in the neighborhood. So the Thundercats guy was killed or the killer? He was killed. Wow. Uh, days after Perry was reported missing, qu- police found his van abandoned in the parking lot of Equality Inn in Tampa. Inside the van, investigators described finding a bloody scene, including human body parts. <laughs> Just a few miles down the road, more evidence, including bloody bedding, was discovered in a convenience store dumpster. Police say additional body parts were later discovered. If I have to hear him talk about Thundercats one more time. And they were confirmed to be Perry's remains. Wow. Brutal. After more than 100 court motions, a jury is now finally seated to hear the case. Man, oh man, there's some messed up stuff today. All right, then we'll do one more story. We need kind of a quick one. Okay, here you go. Uh, A very gassy dog has the internet in hysterics. Roland the Great Dane is famous on TikTok for his, quote, farts of the day videos and the particular position that he puts his body in to break with. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the owners, Nikki, the owner is Nikki Deutsch from Arizona, and she says she adopted the dog in 2020. A year later, Roland became seriously ill. Vets determined the dog had swallowed a cat toy which affected his gut, but they assured Deutsch that the pooch would recover. And she says Roland was never quite the same since (laughs) and developed a new habit of farting ferociously. Uh, Roland's farts have made him famous. His videos have over 5 million views at this point. He sticks his butt up in the air. So, yeah, I have not watched the full video, but he leans all the way down and sticks his butt way up in the air. And then he rips. So he's got his own style. I love it. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Tattoosday today. Don't forget that. Also, new coolest teacher school is Unionville High School in Kennett Square. You guys need to vote. Tell us who's made a difference in your uh, school year by texting the word teacher to 39333. Sorry, that was my fault. All right, we're uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. When we return, we're going to find out who the singers are going to be for. Uh, uh, well, I just made a mistake. So your fault, my fault. Uh, okay. Let's call let's the whole call thing off. All right. So, uh, so give me a second here. When we return, we are going to get the names of the 10 individuals who have been chosen to get on the President Steve side stage at the MMRBQ and do live band karaoke with the band Sidearm. So we'll get to that in a moment. Stay with us. What? We good? Well, I don't, yeah, we're good. Okay. All right. We're right back. 
This week on Rock Breakdown, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announces their class of 2022, and they're inducting everyone from Dolly Parton to Eminem. The Red Hot Chili Peppers and Sammy Hagar pay tribute to Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters in concert. And Ozzy Osbourne is sick with COVID, but he's got moral support from his Pomeranians. All of this and more on Rock Breakdown. Find it on Instagram or WMMR.com. Quickly, something uh, came and went yesterday and didn't even acknowledge it. Uh, and I would like to thank someone for an email that uh, reminded of this. His name is Matt Cortez. And he wrote, first of all, he wrote, Yoo-hoo! <laughs> on here. And so, thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, he says, just wanted to wish you all a happy 17th anniversary on MMR. So, this was uh, yesterday. And he says, he says, MMR anniversary. I like the sound of that. Yeah, it is our good. MMR anniversary. Uh, it is the same day as my parents' anniversary, so it brings me great joy to know that the two most important institutions in my life celebrate the same day. It's wonderful. Thanks for all you do, both for the city and for all of us individual. Love you all, Matt. So that was really cool. Yeah, yesterday, 17 years ago, <laughs> on yesterday, is when we started here at WMMR. not wild? It, to me, it seems like it was about six or seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah easily. That's uh, 17. And a, and a shout out to listener Kyle Seep, who uh, he's the one who uh, comes up with the Caseyisms all the time. Right. Yeah. He sells vintage um, cast iron pans. Yes. He found a clip from our first show <laughs> where, <laughs> did you watch it at I, all, I, Preston? I, no. I, uh, I commented on it as well. Uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, and maybe we can, we can find it, but it's, it was just a really funny moment on that very first show where you hadn't <laughs> broadcasted in a while. So you had just like a little bit of a slip up and it was, it was really funny. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, I need to hear that. Okay. And was it, uh. It you, was just a little, little You said effing mother effer C word. <laughs> I was like, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> A lot has changed in the last two months. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to, we'll have uh, to listen to We're it. broadcasters now. All right. Well, one of the things uh, we would like to do is make some people happy. Yeah. Uh, they certainly probably, I would hope they would be because they submitted for this particular contest. MMRBQ is on Saturday. We are having, for the first time, the Preston and Steve Show side stage. Love it. And we have an event called Live Band Karaoke, where we have the group Sidearm performing, or per, yeah, uh, supplying the music, and you will be singing as a front person for this band for a song, like you would do at a karaoke bar, except you've got live musicians backing you up. Uh, you don't get that chance very often, if ever, and you're doing it at the MMR. Barbecue. So we have uh, ten people that are going to be on board, and uh, we had Casey, who I think is definitely the, he's got the ear. He, he's got the ear for singers. Casey yeah. is a fan of great vocalists, uh, whether it be in the world of R and B or rock or even country and and uh, and folk and stuff like that. Yeah. So we uh, we had him and a panel of judges go through, and they made the final decision. So I'm going to announce each person. And we actually have a little clip to play from their auditions. How about that? Yeah, I love it. All right, so we'd like to congratulate, first of all, and I think that uh, the crowd, should we go in with him first? Yeah. The crowd will get a kick out of Alex, or Axel, Clone. Is that his actual name? I hope so. Axel Clone? I don't think it is because there's a video of him playing with Rock University and he's dressed up as Axel Rose. I don't think he's Axel Clone. So I think Axel Clone is what he goes by. Uh, But nonetheless, that's the name we have of this kid. He's 11 years old. (laughs) Uh, He's also known as TK3 Drums. 
Uh, and so let's play a little clip of him uh, playing, I think, uh, doing some Aaron Guns N' Roses. Yeah. yeah, here we go. All right. So I like that's, that. And he's jumping Axel around. Clone. He's dressed as Axel. He's doing all the moves. So congratulations to Axel Clone or whatever your name is. <laughs> uh, also joining us for Live Band Karaoke will be Erica DiMedio. Erica DiMedio. Hey. DiMedio. Amedio. We went from Italian to... Amedio. 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 It's spelled D... I go to America. Capital D-I, capital E-M-E-D-I-O. There you go. Well, anyhow, her <laughs> caption reads, I've been attending events at Waterfront Pavilion for 20 years. How cool it be to perform there. So here's a clip Ooh. of Erica performing. <laughs> DC. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, the uh, audio is a little bit different on each one of these. Uh, Next, we have uh, a guy who plays in a band called Big City Snippers. Big City Snippers. Snipers. Snipers. I like snippers better. Yeah, is it snippers yeah. or snipers? It's S N I P E R S. I'm sure it's snipers. Yeah. Uh, Jack Sparks. <laughs> Jack Sparks. From now on, they're going to be snippers. calling each other the big city snippers. <laughs> I guess snipper would be S N I P P E R. Yes. Yeah, so those okay. would be guys who perform vasectomies. This is the big city snipers, and here's a clip of Jack playing. <laughs> Whether he'll be doing Billy Idol or not, I do not know. We will find out. Billy Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, I have little information, very little information, other than uh, Nick McGrath hey! is also one of our singers with sidearm for Preston and Steve live band karaoke. Here's a clip of him. <laughs> It's a hard song to sing. It's it a lot is. of screaming in that. So, all right. Uh, Nick is on board. And also, we will have Alexis Rose. Oh, oh dude. Okay. What? Uh, she has real. She does really, really beautiful runs. Uh, she does a superstition. Okay. Um, so, this is like the last few were like rock, rock. This chick just has a really pretty voice. All right. Here we go. When you believe. You go. No, like she that. has the runs and she sings like that. Yeah, well, no, not that. Sometimes kind of you, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like fight or flight. So. Right. All right. Also, besides Alexis Rose, who has great runs, <laughs> Sap Sapio. Sap Sapio. Sap Sapio. Sap is a singer as well. Here is a clip of Sap. There 
you go. Sap Sapio. Near, near, near. near, near. Also, one of the singers will be Jeff Elling. <laughs> Jeff Elling sang this for uh, his audition. I see It's a great honor to share the stage today with Sap Sapio. <laughs> Sap Sap. And the Big City Snippers. The Big City Snippers, a cooperative of doctors who perform vasectomies, picked up their instruments. Snipping away. Yeah. Actually, we got some information about the Snippers. What? They, 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 they're yeah. performing with the hearsterectomies. Oh, the, the hearsterectomies. <laughs> Steve, apparently they're a group from New York. This is a listener texted this in. It's a group of acidic moils. <laughs> they, snip, they snip during the day and are a cover band at night. And rock at night. That's, it. That's how they cover their tracks. Yeah. We snip in the day and we rock at night. The big they really snippers. should be uh, they're rock, paper, snippers, right? <laughs> right? Oh, that's even better. Moish, are you leaving? We have to. All right. Uh, also, <laughs> we have... Uh, is this Mikey? Mikey Krestner. All right. It says bendiest contestant. Yeah, we're watching. He's contorting in his video. He's pretty uh, limber. Okay, let's play a clip of him. Here we go. Well, you started off with nothing and your brother to a self-made man. Steelers wheel. Moves though, you got to see the moves. Yeah. I, I he brings that to the stage. He could be a formidable. Mikey Krasner, mm-hmm. by the way. What is this? Do I need to? Well, it's just Sap Sapio checking in. <laughs> oh, okay. We got a text from Sap Sapio. <laughs> it's great he to said... hear from Sap Sapio. <laughs> he said, "This is Sap Sapio. I'm the guy that mooned Nick when he rappelled down the building in Center City." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like is... a reunion. <laughs> My real name is Brian from Marlton. Thanks, guys. Super pumped. Yeah. But you're you're now Sap Sapio so. forever. You'll be Sap yes. Sapio. Yes. All right, next, we announce another winner. We've got two more names to go. By the way, all the winners are going to receive a message in their DMs with the details. Cool. Slide into them. Uh, Jerry Logan. (laughs) Jerry! (laughs) What? That guy owes me money. (laughs) Jerry Logan's caption reads, here goes nothing. And he submitted this. So, you know, essentially we're doing karaoke, but yeah. with a live band backing up. So these guys are all, you know, right in that vein. They're, Absolutely. They're jumping up, grabbing the mic, and going for it. And the, and the band can perform just tons of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And our last contestant here was, I think, my favorite. Uh, he was in a powdered wig like he was in Old England. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, very Oh, yes. I saw that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. I well, his name is Byron Edwards. And let's hear what he chose to sing for his audition. Here we go. Oh, 
production is the best of all, and that sounded yeah, okay. great. pretty good. Yeah, and he is wearing an old George yeah. Washington-style powdered wig <laughs> with a ruffle and uh, ascot and the whole deal. It's about presentation. He's going to have to wear that, right? It'll yeah. only be 96 degrees. <laughs> yeah, to the gate. I know. Oh, my God. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a phone call. It's Sap Sap. Oh, wow. Hi, hey, Sap hey. Sapio. How you doing? I'm great. How you guys doing? Good. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. I'm super pumped. Uh, so you mooned Nick when he was rappelling down a building in the city? Do you guys remember that? There was, yes. There uh, was something where, yeah, yeah, I was up on the 26th floor, yeah. and uh, I was kind of coordinating with Marissa, and I stuck <laughs> my ass cheeks against the window, and... Uh, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And uh, you're a huge Pearl Jam fan, right? I am, yeah, yep. I had the tattoo on my leg, and yep. Hey, so do you know what you're going to request uh, for the band to play and you to sing? I mean, I was assuming I was going to do the uh, the Paint It Black song. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can I could do a number of songs, though. Um, I, I figured Jackie would like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. You, you coordinate with the band, and, I, you know, they, they definitely have a whole bunch of stuff they can accommodate, but we're just looking forward to seeing you uh, perform. I can't wait, guys. Yeah, yeah and you hey, perform you... all the time, right? Like, this isn't, uh, you, you'll do, like, bars and stuff like that? Absolutely. Hey, by the way, you, would you be opposed to Jackie coming out and doing his uh, Mick strut while you're singing? I would absolutely love that. Okay, we'll see if he's available for that. <laughs> All right. All right, All right Sap, 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 We'll see you later, man. Sap, 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 yeah, there he goes. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. What are you pointing out here, guys? We have the, the roof. Uh, your first official flub on uh, oh, <laughs> MMR okay. 17 okay. years ago. All right, ago, so yeah. anyhow, uh, by the way... Uh, the side stage, from what I understand, is going to be like around the 1, 2 o'clock range. Right. Uh, we'll get the specifics on that in the next couple of days, and we'll get the word out and make sure that you are aware of it. And it is on uh, the Ben Franklin side. If in the past you've been there and you've seen where MMR uh, will do uh, broadcasting from, uh, usually they have a little stage set up and we'll hang out and do some breaks from there. It's going to be over in that general region uh, so we'll make sure everybody's aware of that. But it, this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my God, yeah. All right. Um, so 17 years ago yesterday, we debuted on MMR. Mm-hmm. And this is my first flub. Yeah, this is you reading an email from somebody who missed us terribly. Okay, here we go. Back on the air, I missed your show incredibly. I've been stuck listening to sports talk radio and AM really... Uh, and am really tired of hearing about the losing Phillies and what a horrible offseason the Eagles are having. That word's M. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a few days. <laughs> and AM sports radio yeah. and AM tired. <laughs> That's how you know you've been in radio for a long time. Yeah, that presents as AM. AM, not yeah. AM. I love cases. <laughs> By the way, that word is am. <laughs> we just went, got right back into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I remember that first day. I remember that first day we were on the air here. Very nervous. Uh, but so excited. But I mean, very excited to be chomping, back. Or chapping at the bit, as they say. Uh, back on the radio. Uh, but I remember I remember that morning uh, quite clearly uh, a couple of things. Yeah? But, uh, yeah. What do you remember? We talked about the smell of cinnamon. No, we talked about turkey vultures. Yes. You remember that? I do, yeah. I yeah. Do we didn't quite. I don't know why. Because uh, we got an email from a listener. I remember why. And and I, because I had friends listening that day, and they, they emailed me afterwards about it. They thought it was hilarious. But a listener was like, uh, what are these giant blackbirds that are circling around the Google Expressway? Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of typical Preston and Steve chat of animals in the area. And, and we delved into it and probably heard from a bird expert like we usually do. And, and yeah, <laughs> talked about the origins of 
Turkey vultures. And you remember we were jammed into the studio. That was our oh, studio yeah. oh, and everybody's God. studio. Oh, yeah. We used to have, oh, we'd do God. everything that there? we do in this big studio in there, just jam it in, oh, much man. to Bill's R. And I remember, you know, when you when you <clears throat> come onto a new radio station, you, you there's a bit of a hurdle you have to uh, overcome because you're stepping into an audience that may not be that familiar yeah. with you. And they're gonna they're gonna be resistant at first, um, and you hope that they lighten up over time, man. But there was this guy that used to email me all the time. He would not let up. He just he would call me fat ass regularly. Oh, nice, yeah. And I and, and I couldn't figure out. I'm, I'm like, what did I do to you, man? I you well, know, I mean, Mr. B. Weston, right? <laughs> uh, I eventually via his email, I tracked him down and I called him. Yeah, uh, and I was like. Okay, here I am, dude. You got something to say? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, is there a reason why you are coming after me like this? He's like, well, I'm just kind of bored at work. Yeah. And I was like, okay. All right. right. But, but I remember at first that was affecting me because I'm like, man, I don't know if we're going to get these people, if we're going to win them over or not, you know? You know what? We had we brought over people from Y100, we, and Pierre was always supportive of us over there. And so I felt... I instantly felt at home at, at MMR, you know, and I think we we all sort of did because we knew Pierre and I knew we knew other people here as well, and it was it was kind of a cool vibe. But I was coming back home, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I started yeah. here, and and uh, I was only at Y100 for five months, and then uh, you know that weird day when that happened, and then blew up for a few months. Um, but yeah, Preston, you're you, sometimes you're the villain in somebody else's story. Yeah, you know, and and so you can he has yeah to, he has to live with that. And I, and I guess I I got it because we had you know we had replaced other people that were here, kinda. I guess well, we always we you always and we always accommodated that notion. Hey, give us a try if you don't like. So we understand. Yeah. We've all had shows that we loved that were were canceled or swapped out, and you you don't immediately go, oh great, the thing I love is gone. Let me try the new thing. Right. Yep. God, I. I don't remember a damn thing. No? Um, Casey, didn't... I know you did. Hi, I'm David Trostino. <laughs> Seriously. But didn't I also start work prior to us actually going on the air? I, I Oh, I don't remember. I did. I was here for a month before. And I feel like I was here, like... A couple weeks before, but I have no idea what I did. Did I do traffic? Did you I? Not? Might have, you did might have. You might. You might a little bit. Casey, Casey was producing. Um, yes, I remember that. The the trans the show that was prior to us transitioning. Yeah, because I didn't have a non compete at the other radio. Right, station. right, right. Mm. And um, they weren't worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> we got fired. Yeah. yeah. And Preston and Steve, you guys technically quit, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, oh, so really? yeah, yep. Casey and Kathy and I had to go into the office at Y100 and oh, yeah, be let right. go. Yeah. And then, so I collected, uh, like that blonde hair guy. Yeah. He was a dick. I collected uh, $60 uh-huh. in unemployment yeah. uh, <laughs> a week. <laughs> and, uh, I was living off uh, my ex-wife at the time. But, um, yeah, that was a strange three months because, because of the trial, we had to wait to figure out what, where that was going to go. And uh, yeah. eventually, fortunately you guys won, but we didn't know. We didn't know if you guys were going to win. And in the end, we had we to just, prove Nick that radio yeah. one pooped in our bed. <laughs> We, well, you had to prove that it was not a, com- a, a competition anymore, but yeah. we didn't know whether or not you guys were going to win. In the interim, we're just sitting around waiting, and you guys had to go and deal with the depositions we, we, and go to court and all that. Yes, nonsense. and we knew our days would have been numbered. We were the only non-urban and I think, gospel R&B station in the entire company's format, and it was not <laughs> – they did not uh, – We there was really no place for us there, and they were registering call letters for a new – and like our something was up, and we're like, eh, this doesn't look good. Yeah, 
Yeah. I loved the fact that we had a non-compete and I was going to get six months to just do nothing. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you guys have to go to a uh, <laughs> a trial yeah. uh, to see if we can beat this non-compete. Really? Oh, it was, gonna it was so it was much fun, sleep. wasn't it? Yeah. Depositions are to, great. Why did you have to beat the non-compete? Couldn't you just wait out the six months? Oh, they, sure. They wanted to and get us on earlier. Too. They wanted oh, us on as soon MMR. as possible. Yes. And didn't it take, or it was just three no, months? three no. months. Yeah. Man, your memory is terrible. Oh, God, no. really hi, bad. I'm Kathy. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to meet you. I don't. I March don't and April anything. and half of May. Yeah, March. And April. No, no. The 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 MMR and the powers that be fought to get us on earlier. We were totally down with that. Uh, you know, getting totally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, you, you know what I was? Yeah, I know. I, I we had the, such good momentum. I wanted to keep that going, but I know what you're saying. I wanted a vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but nonetheless, everything's worked out wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Hey, real quick, we we do have a couple calls. People want to check in, but I, I I have to go to this one first because we have the lead singer from the Big City Snippers <laughs> on the stage. Uh, it's Jack Sparks. Jack, hey, hey man. What's up, Presbo? Yo, buddy. <laughs> I just renamed your band. Dude, it, we get that all the freaking Do you? Snippers. <laughs> the best one we ever got, though, was Bug City Snappers. <laughs> Bug City Snappers. <laughs> Bug City Snipers. Yeah. Oh, so big City Snipers. Okay. The letter Kenny reference for those who watch the show. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, dude, congratulations. You're one of the singers. I, I almost ran my truck off the road. It uh, was, that's so awesome. Excellent. Wait, so it is a hockey reference, right, Letter Kenny? And it, does it mean, um, like, uh, high-end sluts, for lack of a better term? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So. <laughs> I love Letterkenny. It's a great show about these Canadians, and, and there's a lot of hockey references in there, and many of them are over my head. So now I know what a big city sniper is. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I can educate the public. <laughs> we know. Yes. All right, ma'am. Well, listen, we're looking forward to it, Jack. What Do you know what song so you're going to do? Uh, no. Okay. I have no idea. We can work that and out. I don't even know how it works out, but Marissa said you'll get a, uh, a message in your DM. It'll get you the details. All right, bud? Perfect, man. I right. can't wait to sing. We'll see you on Saturday. All right. See All you right. there. Bug, Bug City Snappers. <laughs> <laughs> there they go. Wow. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to Chris here real quick. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Springtime flowers bloom <laughs> with an air of mystery. Never come too soon. What's the next slide? Like me. What's up, Chris? I just wanted to let you know, I started listening to you in 99 on the bus to high school, and I was crushed when you went off the air, and here I am driving driving north on Route 1 on my way to an internship at the Bucks County Courier Times, uh-huh. and, and you guys came back on the air. So that's how I always remember the anniversary, because I was just done my sophomore year of college, and I, back then you had to, like, put a tape deck into a car to plug it into your uh, CD <laughs> yeah. player, your yeah. Walkman, yeah. to listen to anything. Yeah. So I was just happy to have entertainment on my drive to work every day. So so I I was missing you guys in college, and then you came back on. So just I'm loving you ever since. Uh, that's Thanks, awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the love, Chris. Take care, buddy. Uh, I remember we'll that, uh, that connector. Yeah. Oh, my God. With an mystery. Corey Feldman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I remember this when he came in and sang this, and we. Uh, no, no, he didn't get. He didn't sing it for he us. Gave us a he gave us a premiere. See, see, yeah. I didn't even remember it properly. But uh, I remember it, Kathy. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> I had to. I had to leave the studio. Me and you it was the left first, the studio. It was the first time uh, I remember like 
going like, I don't know what to do. And like looking at you guys, like, what do we do here? Yep. And then you two left. We left. And we went, me and Preston met in the kitchen. Yep. <laughs> And we were like, oh, my God, this is so terrible. We're like, this is so bad. I don't know what to do. Same thing, Kathy. We were going, I, I, what do we do? What do we do? This is I, a I terrible don't, song. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't be mean. Rude. mean, rude, yeah. or anything like that. But then again, uh, when when coming out of it, you know, the audience hearing me going, wow, that's a great song. They're going to go, oh, you lying bastard. Yeah. And that's he came a song. with, like, an entourage. That's Remember a the song. Is, like, whoever <laughs> Well, he came was? in all, well, yeah. Whoever he wrote the song for was there. I guess he came in with what would be his band or yeah. some of his, uh, and his, yeah. his, his, the female that he sang with. It's is good it, news. We have, uh, we've been blocked by Corey Feldman on Twitter, but we haven't been blocked on Instagram. So you're oh, able to there we check go. out his tour, t- uh, sure tour he, schedule on Instagram. He's playing uh, Reverb in Reading, Pennsylvania on September Wait, 3rd. Is it like singing music? Yeah. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yep, yep, yep. And he still does the mic. The, the best was, or well, that was pretty awesome, but the uh, Today Show appearance with the Katie Katie. Oh, Remember my that God. One? Horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, hang on real quick. We have another lead singer on the line. Uh, this is Jeff Ealing, guys. Hey! Jeff! Hey! hey, man. Hey, how you doing, guys? Sorry to bother you guys at work. Now, nah, listen, you're one of our singers, brother. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. That's awesome, man. Nice. And uh, do you, you play in a band or anything? No, right now I'm recording and, and I'm playing out open mic nights and stuff like that. Okay. This, you're going to be, you're going to have a whole different setup. You know, you're going to be at, at an actual rock concert, not side stage, but it'll still be cool to be a lot of people and you have the live band behind you, you know, so that's, uh, that's going to be cool. That's going to be a thousand degrees. Yeah. So that'll be oh. cool. <laughs> <That's gonna> be <laughs> great. <laughs> Lots of liquids, Jeff. Don't yes. get too lit up beforehand, okay? You got that. All, All right, right, buddy. Thanks, we'll brother. see you on Saturday. Yep. Awesome, Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I, there was uh, an email I wanted to read. Uh, from Corey Feldman? No, it's not from Corey Feldman. Dear A-holes. Um, <laughs> I never forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go, here we go. Uh, this concerns um, something coming up. So this said, uh, hey, Preston, Steve, and gang. That's us. Uh, first, I'd like to say thank you for making my morning uh, commute from AC to Philly enjoyable. Wow. I uh, love listening on your way in and happy that I can finish it off on my way home by listening to your podcast. Uh, like Casey, I am Delco proud. I lived in Delco for most of my life until I moved to New Jersey. Oh, she got out too, huh? Delco. Uh, and I just recently adopted a dog from uh, PAC and even named him Delco. That's a great oh name for God, a dog. Oh, my God. Delco's a great name for a dog. I about that. <laughs> uh, as they say, you can take the girl out of Delco, but you can't take the Delco out of the girl. And then she goes on to say, I'm really reaching out because not too long ago, you said that you should do a contest to see who can be louder than Nick McElwain. <laughs> she says, I know that he can be loud. I think I'm louder. Oh, my God. Mm. What? All my friends agree, too. So with that being said, I would like to challenge Nick to a loud off. <laughs> a loud off. If not, I just want to say thank you for always putting a smile on my face and making me laugh every day. You guys rock. And that is uh, from Abby, the loudest mouth gal. That's Abby Mole, M-O-U-L. So she's going to... So here's what we did. After receiving this email, I'm like, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Oh, she was the one that said, okay, now I, this makes sense now. Okay. And I thought about maybe, since we have the live broadcast coming up at Keenan's on May 27th, we finally put listeners to the test and see if we can find mm. the loudest listener. Mm-hmm. So that would be that's comparing them to Nick. Yeah. Okay. They have to be louder than I Nick. Did it! 
I mean, need we say more? Yeah, she's cute. Uh, <laughs> adorable. That's, so nice. That's just adorable. Looking forward to seeing her. Uh, so, uh, Marissa reached out to Abby. <laughs> Marissa reached out to Abby, and Abby is going to join us at Keenan's. Oh, nice. We're going to have a loud off with Nick at Keenan's. And we're going to find a way to get more people involved and see if we can get several contestants and have a loud off. We have a very scientific type of measuring machines that I bought on Amazon. <laughs> uh, and Do you have any other examples of, uh, of Nick's uh, loudness? Oh, no. Uh, there's a there's a few different ones just to give you an idea. Do we have the Amy Winehouse? I have a few. Uh, oh my god! Um, let me think here. That was wait the Amy Winehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to make me go to rehab and yeah. then ice cream. No, no, no. Oh, I, got, I, got, I, got, I, I like the Fergie Ferg one better. Rehab, said, no, no, no. The original. <laughs> That's what I get to do. I think the original. Oh no, was the hot pockets recall. <laughs> <The hot pockets. laughs> they changed uh, a flavor. Well, they, no, they were. Uh, there was a recall. There was a recall. Oh, oh, yeah. And Nick screamed. Oh no! <laughs> Play the Fergie one one more time, wow. if you wouldn't mind, man. I just. I... So we play him every day for this. Yep, we will have a loud off against Nick. So we'll work on just if if you're loud or you know someone who's loud, just tell them stand by. We'll figure out a way to get you involved and uh, be a part of this contest. Yep. We'll do it live and we'll have uh, the crowd help us out. And we have the scientific equipment as well. Let's see we'll do it live. Is louder <laughs> than Nick. One more quick call because we have another singer on the line. Oh, it yeah. is uh, Erica who is joining us. Erica Dimanimanimo. Hey. Uh, Hi, Erica. Good morning. All right, let me try this again. Uh, Diamedio? Diamedio. Diamedio. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Hey, congratulations. Thank you very much. You sound thrilled. I am very excited. I'm also very nervous, Aww. but that's fine. <laughs> have you ever sang with a live band before? I have, yeah. Actually, my audition tape, I'm oh. singing live with uh, the Delco Let There Be Rock School. That's uh, based out of oh. Paulson. It's a program for kids and adults. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. Which, what is yeah, it? yeah. What's it called again, Erica? It's called the Delco Let There Be Rock School. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And it's for adults and kids? Yeah, they have an adult band program now. Oh, that's that's awesome. cool. Nice. Yeah, super um, awesome. So, yeah. Uh, are you guys still out of? Because you used to be at, worked at a Cannons, uh, which I don't, is I think is it's the uh, Wawa now. So where is the Ducko School now? So now it's on McDade. Okay. Uh, about halfway between where that Wawa is and where the Acme is down in Folsom. Uh, so you have all sorts of food products you can purchase immediately. <laughs> yes, you, you, Acme awesome. and Wawa. I know that's awesome. So cool, man. That's uh, we're looking forward to seeing you out at the uh, the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, very excited. Thank you for the opportunity. And don't you be nervous. No. It'll be, it'll be great. You're very talented. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, Erica. We'll see you there on Saturday. Eric Diamedio is how you say it. So there you go. Um, all right, and with all that, I think is our guest ready to go? Yes, uh, sir. Okay, so speaking of people getting up on stage, 
maybe being a little bit nervous, which uh, Erica was just saying that she will be, which has no reason to be. Uh, this guy got up uh, and had reason to be nervous because he wasn't playing with, uh, by the way, Sidearm is a great yes. uh, band. But imagine your band uh, that you're getting up to jam with is Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we talked to the kid Kai yesterday. Yes. Uh, there was a guy the night before that got to get up and play as well, play drums with Pearl Jam because Matt Cameron has COVID. And they were playing in Oakland, and his name is Josh Arroyo. We want to hey! welcome Josh to the show this morning. Hey, Josh, how you doing, man? What's up, guys, ladies, everyone? Good yep. morning. Hey, Good hey morning. first of all, congratulations. That's a, a pretty awesome thing. How did you end up on the Pearl Jam radar that they called you in uh, to play that night? Um, Eddie started telling the story of Keith Moon passing out a couple times and Pete Townsend looking for a drummer, which is a true story. Um, and I started listening to him and I was like, wow, I think he's doing the Foo Fighters thing. I think he might be looking for someone to come out of the crowd. And so I left my seats with my 12-year-old daughter <laughs> and ran down the staircase to the railing on Mike's side and stood up long and tall and, and showed him this shirt here, you know? Yeah, so shirt that my buddy makes in Chicago. Uh, for those who, who aren't watching um, on our on our live stream, Josh is wearing a shirt that has the names of several of the, actually looks like all of the drummers <laughs> in Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, Cruising, Chamberlain, Ebrzezzi, Irons, Cameron, and I can't see the bottom one there. Klinghoffer. Klinghoffer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. And uh, Stuverud and Arroyo, your name on there. <laughs> yes. So you had that made? I had a shirt that my buddy made. It was his idea months ago that ended at Cameron. And after last Thursday, he's a screen printer, graphic <laughs> artist, DJ extraordinaire in Chicago. Uh, my good buddy, Evil Vince, he's got a merch company called Go Ahead Merch. He immediately started printing the new ones with my name literally last Friday. Oh and I got this in the mail yesterday. Okay. That's awesome. So so you you just heard him, uh, Eddie, start to do that, that uh, you know, that, that preamble yeah. to, to, to invite a drummer up. And you took the initiative. You ran forward. You were wearing that shirt and I guess pointed yeah. to it. And he, he yeah. really pulled you up on stage? I got Mike's attention. Mike saw the shirt, pointed to Jeff. Jeff got Jeff's. Uh, Jeff got Eddie's attention. Eddie saw the shirt, looked across the arena at me, and said, "So you can you play?" And I just nodded my head. Yes, I can play. Wow! And my daughter was jumping up and down behind me, like, "Let my daddy play! Let my daddy play! Let my daddy play!" Wow! And so Eddie said, "Okay, let's get security. Let's get him tested." Let's see if he can sit in for the encore. Wow. I thought that, that was so, a stunt. I yeah. thought that this was planned ahead of time because the kid, Kai, from the next night, that was pre-planned. They, they uh -huh. had just, So yours was completely spontaneous. Correct. I Correct. love that, dude. The fact that you knew what was yeah. coming and, and yeah. charged to meet, was there anyone else who knew where he was going and, and made the same play? Um, there was some guy down in the, in the general admission floor that Eddie had made eye contact with while I was making eye contact with Mike and Jeff. And Eddie said something like, oh, you can play. You know, you and I have a relationship or whatever he said. But I don't know if Eddie was just kidding around or what. But when Jeff got Eddie's attention to look at my shirt and my daughter, Eddie said, let's get that guy. Oh, and I was wow. like... All right, so Josh, as a, oh, as, as, a uh, as a fellow drummer, and, and I've uh, been up on stage with some medium-sized bands to play before, 
Uh, I know how nerve-wracking it can be. Um, how did you feel when you got up there, saw the crowd from that perspective, and it was time to get started? I was um, I was both excited and I was nervous. I mean, I know that song. I, I got to go into the Pearl Jam practice room really quick right before hitting the stage and run through it once on a practice kit that they have in their practice room. And so having a live recording of Yellow Leadbetter with that camera and on the drums in my pocket and a practice kit to just run through it really quick helped a lot. Uh-huh. You know, I've I've been on a stage I've been on a stage before, so I'm comfortable on stages. I'm not a professional drummer. I don't play drums for a living or anything. But um I felt comfortable. I felt extremely nervous. I mean, when you sit down on a drum riser and you have a backdrop like this Danny Clinch picture from the garden in 03 <laughs> and you look out over the drum kit and you're looking at an arena, you're looking at Eddie, you're looking at stone, you're mm-hmm. looking at Jeff and Mike. You're really nervous. Yeah. You yeah. Just, you sure. know, you got to nail it. Yeah. Josh, it's, it's such an amazing story. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. And, and so to see that story story surface over the weekend was, was awesome. Um, you know, it's Dave Cruz and uh, got to play with him last night in, in, in Fresno. It's Dave Ebertzisi's birthday today. Uh, and we're chatting with you today. We had Kai on yesterday. Uh, the, the story of Pearl Jam drummers is pretty, pretty fascinating. And it continues. I mean, like you are a part now of this legacy of Pearl Jam drummers and and uh, and your name's on a shirt for crying out loud. You know, it's pretty awesome. It, they are my favorite band in the world. And live, you know, they are my favorite band. Um, no, no question about it. I mean, went to Ohana last fall. And, um, Matt Cameron is my favorite living drummer. I mean, I've got a lot of great influences of the past, but when it comes to modern day drummers, as a drummer and as a man, you know, Matt Cameron's just the dude, and he influences me drums when I practice occasionally. What happened last night with Newton was really awesome. It's the first time I played live with them, I think, since the Rock Hall of Fame induction. So I'm only hoping that Sacramento could be a Newton, or I'm hoping Matt's back, but we really don't know. Um, you know Jack Irons can play. Why not do something really ballistic? And oh, I don't know what the relationship is with Dave A, but if they keep it rolling and they keep writing set lists like they do last night, and delegate certain eras of drummers to Newton and maybe Jack Irons, who's local, Jackson, California, I think. It could really get insane. It really could. So uh, is uh, <laughs> don't ask, but don't ask me to play. I want to watch the show. <laughs> uh, so are drums your? It sounds as if drums are not your main instrument, but are or are they? Uh, I'm I'm a drummer, but I'm not a professional drummer. Okay. I've just been playing. As a hobby since I was 12 years old. All right. Nice. Excellent. Well, dude, we're really happy for you. And, uh, you know, people are living vicariously through your experience, which is awesome. I'm sure you got pictures and video and all that stuff that you'll get to relive that moment whenever you want. Well, yeah, it's just a serendipitous, incredible dream, like fantasy that I never thought would happen come true because that's the show in 25 years. Yeah. And to be at the show with my daughter and her first Pearl Jam show in the same, <laughs> in the, in the same, in the, in the same building that, you know, my father took me to see my first big rock show, which was Rush on our window store 86 wow. when I was 13. So, like, 
to go into that situation just thinking I'm taking my daughter just to go see a concert. And by the end of the concert, Eddie's tossing my daughter a broken tambourine wow. during Baba O'Reilly. My daughter's looking at me and she's saying, Dad, did you know this was going to happen? Tonight? And I said, no, I had no idea. And she said, Dad, this is really amazing. Are you actually, are you, my, my, uh, we're sitting, we're sitting on Carrie's side behind the monitor console going through Animal Alive and Baba O'Reilly. And my, my daughter, she tapped me on the shoulder and she's like, Dad, are, are you really going to play <laughs> with Pearl Jam? And I'm like, I think so. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. How are you going to top this when you take her to see Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll never have another concert experience. Bar's like pretty hot <laughs> at this point. All right, well, listen, Josh, we got to run. Congratulations, man. Uh, enjoy this while you can. All right, buddy. Right on, All right, Thanks we'll see you. you. Josh Arroyo, guys. New drummer, latest drummer, the Pearl Jam. We got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Official opening of the Jersey Shore, Friday, May 27th, starting with the Preston and Steve Show, live from Keenan's North Hillwood, presented by Coors Light. Then, dig your toes in the sand with Pierre Robert, live from Margaritaville at Resorts Casino in Atlantic City, and Jackson rocks your happy hour at the Star Beach Bar at the Icona Diamond Beach. Come get an early start on the holiday weekend with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. You know what I've been uh, doing lately? What? Oh. Noticing. Oh, really? Now? I have been noticing. The noticer is yep. back. Um, Down an empty alleyway, <laughs> across a vacant field, he stands, noticing things so you don't have to. Noticing is hard. That's why he's here. It hurts. He is the noticer. All right, we'll start Monday with this. Monday to Friday. <laughs> the Preston and Steve Show presents to you the possibility of the noticer. And then but we not have... Not every day can no, be not every a day. noticer day, but today is a day for the noticer. I try only to notice once a week. You can't. It's physically taxing. It hurts. Uh, so we're going to start with this. An international team of scientists have studied the possibility of broadcasting a new message into outer space. Knock it off. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't invite them. Why are we letting them know we're here? Uh-huh. Uh, including the image of a nude human figure. Great. Now they're going to arrive horny. Uh, with hopes of reaching extraterrestrial life. Um, you know, Stephen Hawking was... Um, not a fan. Yeah, no. you're of, right. Of that, uh, of sending out an information the, the way we did the first time, right? Uh, with the, you know the whole Voyager. deal. Yes, yeah. I mean, just think about how we as humans arrived in foreign lands. You know, it's not like on spaceships know, on spaceships yeah. and in a freaking, hardware store. Yeah. No, no. Uh, you know, it, it, we didn't always uh, go the best with, of intentions. With the best of intentions. Now and, you hope that the that they're going to be like uh, close encounters kind, right? But uh, no. Yeah. You know, so you don't know. Yep. Uh, the team's work is waiting peer review and aims to send the transmission in binary code using radio waves toward the Milky Way galaxy. Do something We're so in the Milky Way galaxy. Unrelentingly benign, like send a Vermont teddy bear. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, something that says we're yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. And that, and, Just and, thinking of it. It's also cryptic, unless that is a symbol of their war god. Right. <laughs> 
Or, like, I mean, do you... You said a naked body, right? Yeah. Just send a naked body into space. Yeah. I mean, you would have to send somebody who was, like, intimidating. Looked looking. hot. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, who's intimidating but hot. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, right. That would constitute both levels. Uh, in addition to the human... I don't know. He's intimidating, but he's hot. In addition to the human forms, the message would also include DNA structure. Oh, great. What scientist has to... Ed, take this cup into the bathroom. The binary and decimal systems. Uh, prime numbers. Yeah. Um, Classic music was on the first attempt. Are they doing that? I don't think so. Mathematical operations, algebra, exponential operations, particle physics, the most common elements, a map of the solar system and the location of Earth, an image of Earth and its characteristics. And one snackable. And an invitation. (laughs) This is how we eat. (laughs) Which one? Far too advanced. All their food is contained in one box. Uh, and also an invitation to respond. Yeah. Uh, study authors say theoretically. Yellow. A return. <laughs> That's him answering the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got your message. Snackables. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and theoretically, a return message would also include basic information of their own biosphere's chemistry. Although it is plausible, they are not carbon-based. And Your and- penis is between your legs. <laughs> Ours is in our left ear. <laughs> <laughs> and an image of their physical appearance. Uh, so, uh, study author Jonathan Jang, uh, a principal scientist at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, said scientists have no plans of sending the message yet. Yeah. And acknowledges the whole world must be on Run board. Run it through Grammarly before you do before that. Before they do that. What's Grammarly? Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it checks your spelling. I'll check, yeah. and I'll tell you this. Um, I think that I'm fascinated by this, and eventually I, it would be wonderful if there is an encounter that is benevolent. Well, you know, for, this couldn't be more timely, President. For the first time in... 50, 60 years, there's an actual hearing about UFOs mm. yeah. and the origins of UFOs. And if you notice, uh, up on Capitol Hill, and if you notice, they are uh, they are freely using the 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 uh, the, the jargon and the 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 uh, the wording that states uh, that entertains the notion that what we are seeing could be. From out of our uh, our, our uh, planet, out of our solar system, yeah, either extraterrestrial or perhaps intraterrestrial. Right, which is, yeah, with it. So these are both options. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so they're they're not putting the full hardcore kibosh on that and dismissing it as weather balloons. So now they're you know they're entertaining. Listen, you can not know what it is, and it doesn't have to be you know a, a Venusian um, army. What would what would an example of intraterrestrial? They've be? always been here. They're they're they've uh, Shriners. Yeah, Shriners. Um, that- I knew there was something about those hats. <laughs> I knew it. Sub ocean, subterranean have always been here. Interdimensional, okay. possibly Casey okay. here as well. Ooh, they even yeah. entertain that. That's exciting. <laughs> You, uh, Preston, you introduced me to that uh, Project Hail Mary book, which is great. Casey, I know you read it as well. And and what I love about it is the way that the author mixes sci-fi with actual science. Yes. And all of these things that could be possible. And, Steve, you would really like it, too. They are going to make a movie about yeah. it eventually. But the way that, um, you know, we uh, are able to communicate with aliens based on musical notes, for example, right. is set up in a way that actually is believable. And so... Mm-hmm. 
these types of encounters probably at some point in human history will happen. It, just, it could be tomorrow. It could be in a thousand years. It could be in a million years if, if people are still around. If we can swing it for the barbecue, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Saturday. It's, like, like, it's great being here. <laughs> you guys rock. I saw something that it was, uh, it was a story a little while back, and it came and went, and I never got to dig it out of the junk drawer, but it had to do with uh, scientists and, and, you know, theories and, and encountering uh, another uh, alien race of sorts. And they, they had kind of put a ballpark number on it, and it would be like in 400,000 years or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't have time. But they also uh, think that the human race won't be around at, yeah. uh, by then as so well. So there, I think H.G. Wells described it as hubris to think that we're the only, you know, in this yeah. vast, vast That's what expanse. I subscribe to anyway. Now, mind yeah. you, again, you, there's a whole bunch of footage that the Navy has released. And, I mean, you know, you can see how sometimes things are sat on because they're not sure that the public can process certain things. And I, I don't know, for better or for worse... So I don't know, but I'm I'm glad at least they're entertaining these. Yeah, I mean when you have when you have practiced fighter pilots unable to determine something traveling in in erratic. There's one. There's footage. Did you see the one UFO, Preston, that is flying above the ocean at an incredible speed, darts into the water. No, I've not. And seen then that rises one. up out of the water. That yeah. sounds pretty awesome. There's nothing. At least either you want to know is this. Is this a weapon system that an adversary of ours has? Or you want to be able to identify it at least? But even or so. is it one of those things they have at a resort that right. you can, yeah. uh, you know, it looks like fly around like Iron Man it using water? Awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even that, you still, because of, like, uh, our gravity and, and all that, like, the way these things are traveling, they would it would basically... Um, uh, just buckle under the the uh, the pressure of gravity. If they so, have, but they may have their own super duper space technology. alloy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. super duper space alloy, or at some somehow are able to manipulate the gravity around them, which is kind of a cool uh, concept. Concept. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. It's, just, <laughs> it's right. amazing. Well, we're going to go in a different direction. I did notice another scientific discovery, but it has More science from the noticer. Nothing to do with space science down here on Earth. This is so Kathy can wrap her mind around right. this. A uh, revolutionary new DNA detection method has helped rediscover an iconic species of turtle last seen more than 25 years ago in a northern Queensland, Australia river. How many years ago? Uh, 25 years ago. And water samples taken from the lower uh, Burdekin River uh, were analyzed for environmental DNA, confirmed the presence of the Irwin's turtle. <laughs> At many sites along the river. And you know what? They're named after uh, Steve Irwin. Oh, that's great. Crocodile hunter. Crikey. Uh, yeah, it was first uh, discovered uh, by in the Burdekin catchment by the late Steve Irwin and his father, Bob, in the early 1990s. Do you know that there are these... Go ahead. What's interesting about it, though, yeah. is it is among a number of freshwater species that uses its cloaca... To breathe while underwater, which is it breathes through its ass. Huh. It allows it to stay submerged underwater for a longer time. If I had to breathe through my ass, I would purposely suffocate. <laughs> so they breathe through their bum, as they say. Wow. So uh, a lot of times uh, in science, or they'll, they'll, de- they'll declare a species extinct or it's gone extinct, and then they'll find existing members of that mm-hmm. that they thought had, had, had gone away. So um, is there... Is there any scientific reasoning why this thing has developed the ability to breathe through its ass? I, I don't know. I didn't read too much on that, but it's it's amongst a, a few others that can do that, too. But what's interesting is about this DNA technology is that... So um, when it does, it's neti pot. Yes, that's it. 
It goes through the butt. Through the butt. <clears throat> but anyhow, so what they essentially, they've been able to, to find this without tracking down the animal itself. This is a groundbreaking DNA uh, process that can be extracted and uh, amplified directly from environmental samples. And credit card activity. Soil, sediment, and water without having to catch the organism itself. A quick question. Isn't that is, interesting? Is the ass its sole way to breathe, or does it, in fact, have the ability to breathe through nostrils? I think it breathes only when it's underwater through its butt. Okay. Yeah. Then stay on land. Yeah. So, anyhow. But, but the thing is, so, now they don't have to find the animal itself. They can use... Uh, soil, sediment, and water, and detect DNA of the animal. It's pretty amazing itself. Yeah, to know that it is indeed still there. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And it's named after Steve Irwin. That's pretty. Steve cool. Irwin. Yep. Yeah, because it breathes out its ass. <laughs> we got you one. Yeah. It breathes out its ass. <laughs> Thanks. All right. How about uh, dreaming? Strange dreams. Researchers exposed a computer brain simulation to different dreams during the three known phases of sleep. Wakefulness, non-REM sleep, and REM sleep. And they found the three phases appear to have complementary functions for learning. Uh, Experiencing the stimulus, solidifying the experience, and discovering semantic concepts. You dream a lot, do you not? I do. So I had a dream the other night. I don't really dream that much or that, you know, um, um, it's it's a comfortable sort of sleep. I don't know what, what generates or what makes someone inclined to dream. But I had a dream last, the two nights ago, Preston, where there was like a flag-type character from Stephen King. Is that his name? The, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran that, the flag. That was my nemesis Ooh. in this dream structure. That's and I'm cool. like, and I'm, I'm all the time I'm thinking, well, Preston should be here for this dream. <laughs> uh, but, but, but it was, uh, it, it, yeah, it was that kind of character that was doing things to F up my life. That's wild. Yeah. Man, interesting. I had a dream last night that I was having nachos with a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, was fun. He was eating? Nick, no, can I'll... you hand me those? I can't reach. Well, he was, <laughs> there was a point where he was a little, uh, uh, hungry as well, and I thought that he was going to try to eat my head, but it was just because I had nachos. Nacho- I had nachos smeared on my face. I was eating really sloppy, and uh, so I, I was terrified that I was going to get eaten by the Tyrannosaurus. But it, it just turns out he wanted to lick my face, which was friendly. Yeah, Kathy, do do you dream much? Do you feed nachos to T Rex? <laughs> no, her dream every catches, catches once all of her in dream. a while. Yeah, not but not all, not. Like, I wouldn't say every week or even every month, but... No, are you every night, basically? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, every night. Um, I'll do a quick uh, assessment of my dream as soon as I wake up, and if it's worth remembering or not. If not, I just kind of discard it. Uh, mainly, the nightmares happen when I nap. That's when I have uh, strange or uncomfortable dreams. Yeah, and often my dreams are uh, uncomfortable. Like, it's it's yeah. what you would consider a nightmare or something that, like, wakes me up that I'm not, I, you know, feel not great about. So this this one was a, this was not, I wouldn't say it was a panicking nightmare, but it was not pleasant. Yeah. And then I had to feed hummus to a brontosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wake up uh, laughing from a dream? I've, I've had that, like, no. work, honestly, work dreams. And uh. Steve, there was one that, because I was, you know, a bit of a fever haze last week right. with COVID or whatever. But I woke up laughing my ass off because you said something. I had a work dream, and I don't even remember what the joke was. <laughs> but it was it was great because I woke up in a really good mood because you were making me laugh. And it was uh. interesting to wake up laughing. One of the great, sorry, one of the great reliefs is when you have something and you're like, this is horrible, this is horrible. And the, and then you're somehow within the dream able to go, wait, this is not it's real. A dream. Yep. This is a dream. Yeah. So I wonder what makes it change, though, because it wasn't like I didn't always dream. I used to. And I remember having, 
you know, great it, dreams and, and like waking up laughing, waking up thing, thinking, oh, wow, is that it was dietary, great. do you think? Is there, is there a dietary no component? I mean, I haven't, I haven't dreamed in years. Do you ever huff paint to a sock? Sometimes, they often do that. They, according to the, the co-author, he said, we think these findings suggest a simple evolutionary role for dreams without interpreting their exact meaning. Uh, it shouldn't be surprising that dreams are bizarre. This bizarreness serves a purpose. Huh. The next time that you're having crazy dreams, maybe don't try to find a deeper meaning. Your brain may simply may be simply organizing your experiences. So whatever that is, it, it may not have this deep-rooted Meaning to what it is, but it's just your your, just your surface. Your brain is just is shuffling it's things riffing, around, basically, oh, right? Yeah. It's improvisational thinking. Yeah, yeah. All right, you know what? One more thing uh, to notice, and I think we'll go with this one since we're uh, doing all kinds of scientific discoveries. Yes. Uh, this is actually this is the Just Saying Institute. It's not the Noticer. I but, know. I was thinking well. You just noticed it's the Just Saying Institute. Yeah. Uh, geologist from the West Virginia University have found remnants of tiny All life. Of the T Rex Nacho Bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have found remnants of tiny life forms inside a rock salt that could open a new open up new ways of understanding life on Earth and beyond. And apparently. These life forms uh, are 830 million year old organisms, and and apparently they're like still alive. Okay, scientifically called what's uh, their 401k up to? Halite. Oh my gosh, through the roof. Um, uh, scientifically called halite. This rock salt is nothing but sodium chloride, a common finding in ancient saltwater environments. Researchers haven't previously looked into these natural minerals as clues to explain ancient lives. But with the discovery of 830 million-year-old organisms, the field of geology could be up for a major change. So where do, where do these organisms exist? Uh, in this stuff, in this rock salt, essentially. Are they bacterium? Uh, n- you know what, Nick? This gets into such detail that I can't really follow exactly so what it means. So for all intents and purposes, if you're you're virtually... I mean, that's... That many years, you're basically immortal. So conventionally, let me read this. Conventionally, organisms from millions of years ago have uh, been found pressed into rock formations. However, salt is not rock and does not preserve organic material the same way. Instead, organic material can only survive in the small amounts that may be trapped inside the salt as it crystallizes. So this is as basic a life form as you can get. I guess so. The researchers studied the sample from the brown formation in Australia or formation in Australia. Uh, and it's several layers of rock with extensive halite formations. What the halites a doo-wop group? Uh, and <laughs> using non-invasive methods such as transmitted light and ultraviolet photography, geologists found traces of organic solids and liquids. Uh, signs of un- <laughs> <laughs> un- <laughs> Uh, signs of unaltered organic material, which is suggestive of modern organisms. Huh. Uh, so it's even possible that the organisms are alive as the fluid inclusions serve as microhabitats for them. So they might be alive 830 million later. Is it wild when you think like wow. the largest living thing is like, I think, Nick, I think it's a f- like a fungus. fungus. Yeah, yeah. Is it not? Underground yeah. fungi. Yeah. yeah. It's strange, man. It's some weird stuff that yeah. they're digging up. Uh, so think about what we have on our planet. Imagine what's out there in the seemingly never-ending boundaries oh. of the universe. Yeah, I love when uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about what we don't know. Yeah. You know, what fascinates him is the, the questions we haven't even asked yet, and you know, things that we haven't uh, that we've been on this planet for four and a half billion years, or this planet's been around for four and a half billion years, and we're still discovering stuff all the time. Well, yeah. the percentage, as they and he breaks it down too in one of his essays about what is knowable. 
Yes. And, and the percentage right. of what we know about the yeah. collective perceivable knowledge in so, the universe is minuscule. It's minuscule. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyhow, this is just a little bit of knowledge I was passing to you. It's things that I noticed. And <laughs> at I'm the done Just Saying Institute. I, not, I noticed yeah. no more at the Just Saying Institute, <laughs> home of the new T-Rex Nacho Bar. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. And we're going to come back in a moment again in some bizarre file stories, so make sure that you stay close with us. We will be gone shortly, my friend. What's new? Glad you asked. News. Weezer. A day to remember with Mark Hoppus. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub tastes as good as it sounds because fresh ingredients make a sub above. We'll start with this. Gail Hines had a series of what are called uh, gazing balls. Almost like grazing balls. Gazing balls in her front yard for a decade. Nobody tried to steal those yard decorations for years. So when Garrett Hines' grandparents, Gail's parents, passed away during the COVID-19 pandemic, the family didn't think twice about having the ashes put into custom gazing balls to be placed out in front as a memorial to them. Oh, my balls! Those gazing balls were made to be very specific to the personalities and lives of Gail's parents. She said that her father in particular loved to be outside. She was, And it wasn't until those gazing balls had immense sentimental value to the family that they said a thief came along and stole them overnight, Wednesday into Thursday. Am I correct in assuming they're like, Snow globes, or what are we talking about? Uh, no, you know they're, they're like these reflective more. balls. They're they're uh, colorful and um, large. Uh, yeah, they, they you look in them and you can just see your reflection. But they oh. they have colors. They almost look like giant Christmas ornaments. Oh, all right, yeah, we've got one in in our yard. It's kind of tucked away, but yeah, it's just decorative. Uh, so she said, and apparently this is all caught on the ring camera. Uh, Gail said, "I look at I look over at my gazing ball garden, and it just seemed to be a little bit light. My mom and dad are gone. It's unbelievable. Uh, gazing balls, brand new on Amazon, run anywhere from twenty five to sixty dollars. Gail said, by the time you uh, buy the balls, sand and the stand, it can be anywhere from one hundred to one hundred fifty dollars. Regardless of this, uh, the uh, for this family, the value of the gazing balls were the ashes inside." Just to know that someone you don't know is touching your balls. Uh, Gail did not reach out to police. She didn't believe that they would be able to do anything about the stolen ashes or decoration, so she's uh, posted it on Facebook. Yeah. And see if anybody it's... has noticed anything. But I don't think that anyone knew that there were remains okay. in there, but you never know. A New York man, listen to this idiot, has been arrested and charged with threatening to attack businesses in Buffalo just days after white supremacists shot and killed 10 black people at a grocery store there. This guy, Joseph uh, Chowanek, uh, is accused of making threatening phone calls to two restaurants in the city of Buffalo on Sunday, forcing one to uh, close them, uh, to close down. He made a phone, phone call to a pizzeria, allegedly spoke with an employee, made a threat with the intent to intimidate or coerce, and they had to close for the day. Within the hour, he called a second location making threats that were similarly intimidating. Uh, he had called uh, Bocce Pizza, hmm. and he had complained about the pizza, 
um, that it, that apparently they made earlier during the week. He threatened to quote shoot up bocce's like the tops on Jefferson. That's the that's the grocery store that guy went on the killing spree. <sighs> and the second alleged target, the Southern Tier Brewing Company in downtown Buffalo. He did the same thing in both alleged threats. The defendant alleged to make a reference to the shooting that occurred at Topps Friendly Markets in the city of Buffalo. Police uh, had seen him on the street, and they arrested him. His criminal history reportedly includes an arrest in 2008 for impersonating an officer and robbing a victim and an SUV. He's charged with one count of making a terrorist threat, a felony, faces a maximum seven years in prison if he's convicted. So you can't, you know. No. You can't. Oh, he's deranged. Uh, tinker around with that stuff. So, yeah, this idiot has been arrested. Thank goodness. Well, imagine going out for a drink and then ending up in Ibiza. Dan Evans and Alex Stubbs went out in Wales, England on May 6th. They started drinking in the afternoon but promised each other they'd be home by 11.30 p.m. Somebody <laughs> joked that they should go to uh, Magaluf in Mallorca, uh, Spain. And the two men agreed that uh, there was no time like the present. They called a taxi. Uh, which took them home to pick up some essentials before they headed towards the Cardiff Airport. Uh, Dan said when we got there, though, the Mallorca flight was fully booked, uh, but there was a flight to Ibiza, so we booked ourselves on that one. And uh, we literally partied the whole weekend, and when the sun came up on Sunday morning, we had to think about how the hell we were going to get back home. Uh, It was more difficult getting a plane back, but we sorted one, flew back to London in plenty of time to be back at work on Monday. It was a bit of a shock to the system, but it was all worth it. Uh-huh. And That's nobody, what you call, uh, you yep. know, just uh, going with it. Yep. Uh, this is a great story. A Tennessee dog with a penchant for ignoring personal space walked two miles before settling down for a nap in a random home. Uh, Jimmy and Julie Johnson had accidentally left the back door open at their home. Unbeknownst to them, two miles away, Nala, the dog, had slipped her collar and embarked on a nighttime adventure. She sneaked her way into Jimmy and Julie's home and then padded past their dogs before jumping into bed with them. Ah, it's adorable. Uh, Facebook was uh, then used to reunite the pup with a real owner. Julie posted, it is absolutely normal to wake up in our house with one of our dogs in bed with us. By the way, the dog is rabid. One small problem. (laughs) She said, this is not our dog, nor do we know how she got in our house. At first, we thought of one of ours, but they rarely lay on the pillows. In pitch darkness, it, I just assumed that it was, wouldn't we all? And as daylight began to creep through our curtains, we realized that we were snuggling with someone else's dog. That's very This is cute. the weirdest post I have ever had to make, she wrote. Uh, the post spread through the town and eventually reached Nala's true owner, Chris Hawkins. Uh, Julie requested all sorts of photos of Nala to ensure that she had found the right person. Chris quickly responded with Christmas pictures and other proof of ownership before leaving to pick up the naughty Nala. And both parties involved found the situation quite amusing rather than alarming and have even organized puppy play dates so that their pets can get together and know each other. How funny is that? All right, and then one last story, and I love this one. An Arkansas town is upset after someone shot a hole in their water tower in a very specific and unfortunate location. The water tower in Kingsland, Arkansas, is the birthplace of Johnny Cash. And it bears a painted silhouette of the famous man in black. But an unknown person recently took careful aim at Cash's crotch and pulled the trigger. So it looks like he's peeing. And now the mural is perpetually leaking. <laughs> oh my from god! That Seriously? Spot. Yeah. Oh my god! We have a picture of this up on our monitor. Oh, like somebody took a rifle and a scope wow. and aimed right wow. where his Johnson I'm, I'm would sorry, be. Sorry, but this has to be kept this way. It's yes. hilarious. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they need to. They need to have like a like a uh, where it will land in a in a in a in a, re- in a receiver at the bottom and, and can pump, pump it, it right back, back in. Because uh, it's hilarious. You know who'd love this? Uh, Johnny Cash. Yes, yeah, he would. Betty Graham, the water office manager, said that it could take as long as a week to fix the damage. She saw the leak when she went into the office early that morning, but assumed that it was a routine overflow until sunrise, <laughs> when the cold light of the day revealed the work of a crude vandal. Uh, Kingsland spent almost three hundred thousand dollars last year improving the water tower. While not condoning vandalism, some felt that the perpetrator displayed a certain degree of panache and uh, marksmanship. Yes, very much so. And there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file. All right, let's break. We'll come back. We'll test your knowledge of today's program. The lesson question is on the way. We're trash and music news, and we will also don't forget the letter day for word of the week prize coming up in a bit too. So be, be right back. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This week, weather-wise, looks absolutely amazing. It looks like summertime, really. I mean, starting off with 80 degrees today and then uh, going up to 75 tomorrow. This is sunny each day, 82 on Thursday. 88 on Friday for M.M. Harvey Gooey. I can't believe it's going to be 96 degrees. That's right. Speaking of weather, anybody get the... Uh, the severe weather that they were predicting yesterday? Uh, Not really. <laughs> no, I, I actually posted like I posted at about um, six o'clock. It was beautifully sunny, uh, and I took a picture and I said, "Oh, you know, batten down the hatches and blah blah blah," uh, you know, put it up as a joke. Um, and uh, like, I guess the weather people were getting bombarded because I had people just like Adam Joseph at ABC was like, you know, oh, you, it's it's coming, and I, so I was, I'm using the app. You know, and the app says it's going to be clear here. Yeah. So we we had a storm come through for about like twenty minutes. Um, and it, it compressed. I spent the afternoon like putting stuff, leaning it over, weighting things down, and, I, and, and putting things into the garage because I figured uh, everyone's saying because everyone was saying it was going to get we were going to get bombarded. So the storm passed, and then it was it was sunny again. On the way home, uh, I, it said blinding rain, and I was like, oh my god, like this is. Uh, Jace got out of school early. Yeah. I had yeah. to go pick him up, and I'm like, yeah. we, we gotta get home. Yeah. And then I was in my room. I was putting laundry away, and I was like, is that a ray of sunshine coming through the window? Like <laughs> nothing. You, you were so prepared. I was so prepared for for carnage, and uh, like our our uh, you know we, we bring our our dog needs physical therapy for her back legs. That was canceled. canceled? All the stuff was canceled. Yeah, uh, we got we got hail that came through yeah. our area. We did and, get a little bit yeah. of hail mm-hmm. later on in the evening. I don't like beating up on the weather people, though. Yeah, I, I don't no, like. No, I wasn't. I, yeah. I, I, listen, they 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 get the information. The information says it's going to do one thing. Uh, they have these models that they follow. It's actually some sophisticated math, but sometimes Mother Nature takes a left turn, and well, that's all there is to it. And so I heard that. It, so it wasn't a storm that they could follow. Like it wasn't right. coming across, you know. And and they were they were tracking it like it was pop ups, and it was cells that were. Um, so they did. It did happen. It just didn't happen in our area. It was right. like up towards kind of you, Allentown. Yeah. Um, that's where they got a little bit more well, severe weather than yeah. us. And I told you, I, they tell you it's coming in the area. They, they, <laughs> the conditions are right for that to happen. So it's using the six ABC. Way. 
weather app. So and it was showing it was showing and clear with the potential for something to pass too quickly, and that's that's what happened. But for what I batten down for. Listen, I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah, you yeah, know. totally. All right, so we're going to ask today's lesson question. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can tell me what lunch item will end up in our message to in, uh, intelligent aliens. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What lunch item will end up in our message to intelligent aliens? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's see if you know we'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Coors Light. The Preston and Steve show is heading to Keenan's in North Wildwood Friday, May 27th to officially open the Jersey Shore. Be there starting at 6 a.m. Brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Anne Hathaway and Peter Dinklage are currently in Brooklyn filming the movie She Came to Me. Not much is known about the movie other than Dinklage is playing Larry Bird, huh. which is hey. uh, <laughs> it's an interesting casting uh, decision. <laughs> Rob Kardashian appeared in the background of the Kardashians on Hulu, sparking rumors that he'll be more prominent on this version of the show. Rob says while he is flattered, being a sock designer for Arthur George Apparel is very time-consuming, especially when, quote, each sock has to have a place to put your toes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So he knows the business inside and out. And 53-year-old Mark Anthony is engaged to 23-year-old Miss Universe contestant Nadia Ferreira. Uh, Anthony says he knows people will talk about the age disparity, but says the difference in years melts away every time she sits on his face. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. We will see if we can indeed get an answer to this question. What lunch item will end up in our message to intelligent aliens? And it is Joey that we will go to. Hey, Joey, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys lick ass. Hey. Hey. All right. Thank that. you, Joey. All right. What item will end up in our message to intelligent aliens? It's going to be a snackable. Snackable. Yeah. You got it. Hang on just a second, buddy. We are going to set you up. You've got yourself a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card, and you can spring into seasonal specials. At Bonefish Grill and enjoy jumbo shrimp skewers prepared in a light citrus herb marinade. Or the Rockefeller Butterfish, all to be paired with a refreshing strawberry citrus martini. Visit bonefishgrill.com to reserve your table today. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I don't know why they did that. All right. There you go. Brought to you this morning by uh, Garden State Home Loans, your local mortgage lender. You can check them out today at gardenstatelones.com. All right. We'll start with uh, Lincoln Park. Unveiled a new deluxe edition of their 2007 album, Minutes to Midnight. The album has been digitally re-released with four bonus songs uh, that were only previously available via the Japanese and iTunes versions of the LP. Uh, the band posted via Twitter, join us in celebrating 15 years of Minutes to Midnight with four bonus tracks, including No Roads Left to Across, No Roads Left and Across the Line, which are now streaming everywhere. Gorillas have announced a new North American tour. The first since 2018. The track will kick off September 11th in Vancouver. And they are going to be in our area. They'll be playing at the Met Friday, October 14th in Philadelphia. Do they still do the same sort of stage presentation? 
far as I know, where it's a, an animated group, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but I couldn't tell you for sure, Steve. But I always thought that that's what that band was all about. Big sell, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyhow, um, I don't have on sale information to pass along to you, but you can look for those dates. Pre-sale uh, is uh, this Thursday okay. at ten a.m. and then tickets go on sale Friday, May twentieth at ten a.m. All right, at the Met. Ozzy Osbourne looked back on Metallica opening up for him in 1986 for the Ultimate Sin Tour. Uh, the North American Leg Tour also served as the initial days on Metallica's extensive 1986-87 Damage Incorporated Tour. Ozzy was uh, quoted as remembering, Everybody used to stay at L.A.'s Sunset Marquee, uh, so I ran into them there. Not long after, we had them out on tour with us, and they came right out of the box. People loved them. Uh, they brought along a great following, which helped them take off down the line. They were all nice guys, so I was happy when my old bass player, Rob Trio, uh, ended up playing with them. Uh, he remembered how he discovered what big fans they were of his. He said that they were opening the show, and I remember walking past the dressing room, and they were playing Black Sabbath. I had no idea they were big fans. I thought they were taking a piss. Uh, he went on to recall a major moment for both him and Metallica. He said, <clears throat> while we were on tour... I'd keep seeing James hanging out like he wanted to ask something. And eventually he walked up and said, we want to play Paranoid with you. And we were like, sure. And then they showed just how big Sabbath fans they were. Cliff had a massive smile on his face the whole time. Of course, it all came back around when I got up to do it with them at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, (laughs) uh, which was brilliant, too. We're impressed if the band lived up to their hard partying image of those 86 dates. On those 86 dates, Ozzy said, no, no, they were just a nice bunch of guys. Uh, the wildest we had from them was James, who must have broken his arm three effing times on that tour skateboarding. And I think we have a clip of uh, James Hetfield. I know. You, did you send that over? Yes. To me, Steve? Yeah. It's uh, it's the yeah. band was performing in Brazil, and James has been uh, dealing with some uh, mental, uh, you know, uh, depression issues that he's been very upfront about, and so he took the time to just address the audience. All right. Here we go. I got to tell you, I wasn't feeling very good before I came out here. Feeling a little bit insecure, like I'm an old guy, can't play anymore, all this what I tell myself in my head. So I talked to these guys and they helped me. As simple as that. They gave me a hug and said, hey, if you're struggling on stage, we got your back. And I tell you, it means the world to me. And seeing you out there. It's uh, you know, a little vulnerable moment on stage for a big rock star. They all hugged him on stage. It's yeah. really quite a uh, a lovely moment. Yeah, good yeah. for him. Nice. All right, and then one last thing. Think, sing, uh, speaking of being on stage, uh, the Preston and Steve side stage. S'more thing. The s'more thing. <laughs> s'more thing of being on stage. <laughs> really struggling today. It's all right. And in front, of, in front of my youngest child who's here in the studio this morning. I know. Yes, we're headed to a golf course early. <laughs> When's the tea time? 11.45. Okay. Let's go. All right. Go uh, it's a charity event. I'm yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Come on. Unless, unless you like, what's it for? The Devereaux uh, Foundation. The Devereaux Foundation, okay. yes. Uh, Not unless you hate the Devereaux Foundation. No, I love them. They're awesome. They help out uh, people with uh, emotional issues. and uh, Just like we were talking with James Hatfield. And, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And people on the uh, autism spectrum and so on. It's a great organization. I need you to stop talking. Okay, no, no, thank you. <laughs> he doesn't care. I know he does not. Smart thing. Smart thing. Sort of thing. 
What? I just would sort of say. This guy, <laughs> sort of I, say? I was thinking of this yesterday as I was driving this kid called into the show, and he's like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 sort of say. <laughs> I remember that. Sorry to say? No, sort of. Sort of sort say. Of say. Oh. You know, you know, he was putting down that paper, sort of say, and... <laughs> oh, that's... A, I have no idea. <laughs> that sort of say is not a thing. Yeah. It's like a sit-around. It just... It never existed before that kid said it. Sort of say? Sort of say. Sort of say. Yeah. Like, sort of... Oh. Like, kind of saying, but, like, yeah. sort of say. I, I, I think he was trying to say, so to speak, or yeah. something along oh, those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to speak. speak. So to speak. Sort of sort of say. Sort of say. Yeah. Suck a sack, whatever. Right, yeah. I don't know. All the same. All right. Anyway, the side stage. We announced our singers for the uh, live band karaoke uh, with Sidearm, and they are as follows: Axel Clone. We got to find out what his real name is. Uh, Erica uh, Diamedio, uh, Jack Sparks of the band The Big City Snippers, <laughs> Nick McGrath, Alexis Rose, Sap Sapio. Jeff Erling, uh, er, Ealing, I'm sorry, uh, Mikey Kratzner, uh, Jerry Logan, and Byron Edward will all be performing on the Preston and Steve side stage, which is presented by your local Ford stores. Froggy is playing there, so is Jackie Bam Bam. He's doing a party deck. Uh, he's going to do a, uh, a DJ session. If, yeah, he's he's back. He's going to do what you love to see him do, and it's uh, the the energy is going to be there, Preston. And that's on top of obviously yeah. the uh, you know disturbed, pretty reckless, royal blood, living color, and uh, low cut conning, crowbot, Lilisar, and Huxley. There's a ticket raid today. Brent Porsche is going to be helming that, and it will be excuse me. Family and Company Jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey, today from 4 to 6. So stop by. He'll be giving away tickets every 15 minutes. And it's uh, Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey, Diamond Destination. All right, that's it. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap up the program. Letter today, Word of the Week prize. All that stuff is coming up. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ah, it's 10.35. Uh, it is indeed a Tuesday morning. We are uh, starting to just get the work week handled. And we have a few more days to go before we get to a wonderful Friday and the MMRBQ weekend that you've been waiting for. We'll all travel on this little journey alone. And uh, by the end of it, we'll have a cool prize to give away with our Word of the Week prize. We'll get the letter in just a little bit. But I do want to thank our one... Actually, we did have a couple of people we spoke we did. to today. I was going to say our one guest, but we did have another one. Uh, first of all, I'll take our first scheduled guest, and that was Josh Arroyo, the other drummer who got to play with Pearl Jam over the weekend. And unlike uh, that kid Kai that we spoke to yesterday, it was an impromptu pull him up on stage thing. Yeah, so it was the real deal. Yeah. Uh, but still very cool. Yeah, it was great. So he's a nice guy, and he was uh, very excited. And his daughter, first concert she's ever been to, <laughs> uh, assumes this type of thing happens yeah. regularly when yeah. your dad takes you to a rock show. Uh, also, I want to thank uh, Mrs. Lauren Gebhardt, coolest teacher. Burlington County Institute of Technology. She is a dance instructor there. And the kids wanted nothing to do with her at first. And now... She broke through. They love her. 
and, and it's it's like the teacher. What was that uh, Dangerous Minds? What was Dangerous the, Minds? Yeah, right, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. Just she like broke that. through. Yep, exactly. So it was cool. Uh, and our next school is Unionville High School in Kenneth Square. So they are voting. Text word teacher to 39333 for the voting link if you go to school there. Pierre Robert is in the studio. Hey, dude, how you doing? McAdam. McAdam. Yes. All right. Blacktop. What's that? It's Blacktop. McAdam. No, it's an old uh, Scottish greeting. <laughs> ah. ah. McAdam. It's also Blacktop. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> it really is blacktop. Um, Why don't you shut your hole? <laughs> I just think it's a lovely greeting. Macadam. Like, uh, Macadam. I need oh, you to Mac- stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was not familiar. I like that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like someone texted me. Top of the pavement to you. Yeah, top of the pavement. Someone uh, sent me uh, a text or something, and it referenced the word Macadam. And I go, what's Macadam? And I had no idea what it was. <laughs> And then, it, it, but my mind immediately went to what a great greeting that would be in mm. Ireland or Scotland or something. Macadam. Macadam. Yeah. It's, like it's like a Dickford. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Aloha. Or, exactly. you know, Kopla. Kopla. So, you know, it's Macadam. And I like it as a greeting. And, of course, it really refers to Blacktop. Yes. Okay. All right. But I think it's uh, you know, and blacktop is a necessary thing. But um, but Macadam, it's so nice to greet people. That's a necessary thing. When you go to any one of the Klingon eateries in Philadelphia, what is your dish of choice? Um, the vegetarian uh, <laughs> dingala. Oh, the yeah. Dingala. Dingala. The dingala. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know they made a vegetarian version of that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There are veg Klingons, not yeah. many, but uh, yeah, there's the blood pie is their big. That's yeah. their, they, yeah. they love that. They, it's uh, not in your wheelhouse. Most of their diet is not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, a quick reminder: today is election day. Yes. Good day to get out and vote. And I don't know if Jersey and Delaware are voting today. I know Pennsylvania is, and it's uh, a lot of uh, the whole nation's eyes are on our state today. So uh, if you're registered, get out and vote for the candidate of your choice. It's a lovely day. You'll feel better by voting. Excellent. I, I concur, sir. Thank you, sir. Jersey uh, is June 2nd. What's that? Jersey is June 2nd. What about DeBellaware? <laughs> McAdam. He, he, used, he used to call it Zoo Jersey. I'm voting for McAdam, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McAdam is a fine yeah. candidate. Yeah. 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 June 7th. Sorry, not 2nd. 7th. June 7th. That's Jersey? Is yes. Jersey. And, and we don't know about Delaware. Or okay. Zoo Jersey okay. is June 7th. And DeBellaware is? Is? DeBellaware. Jersey and Zoo Jersey. Uh, I don't know about Delaware. Okay, so look, it didn't pop right. right up. That's all right. That's all okay. Right. No worries. All right. Uh, letter of the day. Can I get that from that, you? That, yes. Okay. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in astounding. All right. A, and we will give away on Friday a stock car racing experience. Ten-mile drive for you and a six-lap ride along for your guests. At Pocono Raceway, and you can get behind the wheel of a 600-horsepower stock car, courtesy of Dodge Chrysler Jeep City. And you can shop South Jersey's best Memorial Day sales event at DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. New Wranglers, Grand Cherokees, Challengers, and Ram trucks, all priced to go, plus three years of no-charge maintenance. And you can go to DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. Uh, Pierre, before we find out what's going on with you today... Uh, it's Tattoo Day. i got to get a winner. Oh, yes. About that. Make, make sure we do that. Our winner of a free President Steve Tattoo, a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is Danny Scott of Hamilton, Yay! New Jersey. 
Danny, congratulations. Think about your design, what type of Preston and Steve tattoo you want to get. And then check out the artwork samples, floatingworldtattoos.com, or you can go to Instagram, at floatingworldtattoos. And, of course, you're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, so what's up on the program today, man? We will have everything that rocks and rolls in the form of workforce blocks that have everything in terms of variety from the Dave Matthews Band to the Eagles to Nine Inch Nails for Trent Reznor's birthday today, plus Double Shot Tuesday throughout the day. Outstanding. Thank you. And I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme from City to Shore. Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also, uh, Horizon, they're going to take care of all your plumbing needs the same day or it is free. Plus, get up to $100 off book at, in seconds at horizonservices.com slash ezbook. Tomorrow, Wednesday, secret text word, Fox Good Day. Our buddy John Brazier is coming by that? Uh, for some information concerning the fills. And so we'll get into that and more and more coolest teacher and all that good stuff. That's it. We are done. Ray, John, and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat 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 bat